You're listening to a member of the Dice Tower Network, the home of smart people, insightful board gaming discussion, and me. What can I say? I like the Powerpuff Girls. Find out more at Dicetower.com. And welcome back to Rolling Dice and Taking Names. I'm Tony. And this is Marty. And this is episode number 39. Is that right, Marty? 39? Are we on 39? 39. Wow. Yep. I mean, this is this is unreal, guys, because I mean we are doing back-to-back recordings because somebody has to go away on business, and that would be me. So we're just sitting here trying to get these done before I have a, a very poor internet connection down in Dallas. But this is number 39. Follow the blind. You get it? No, I don't. I don't even know the song. Follow the blind. All right. Follow the blind. Follow the blind. What's the, well, if you're pulling out these things like Nickelback songs or Justin Bieber songs, I won't know them. Well, okay. So this is by um, Blind Garden. Uh, okay. All right. Follow the blind. And it was going along with our theme of dungeon exploring dungeons and dragons and and also with our special guest today i mean uh, the blind leading the blind that's what i'm going with here all right are you, are you insulting our guest no the fact that he is just going to follow us blindly along all oh, right okay okay i'd follow you guys to the depths of hades just that's how much i love you guys <laughs> oh it's mutual it's mutual my man it's me so that voice you just heard well, i tell you what from the geek all-stars the man, the myth, Dan <laughs> Patrice. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Nice, man. That's impressive. <laughs> hey, it's quite, great to be guy. here, guys. Hey, yeah, I believe, at least we didn't screw that one up like we did that Roncano guy, whatever <laughs> was his name. It's all right, I'm sure. Right, Roncano's a paisan. He, he's probably used to that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, from, I'm actually from Long Island, too, so and I, I grew up uh, half my time in Brooklyn, so... Uh, I've, uh, oh, I'm part Italian too, so I got I got to get plenty of that here in the uh, the other part of the state of North Carolina because people still look at me funny. I've been here for 20 years. I was going, yeah, that, that's Go right. Um, so so um, this is one of our North Carolina brethren that we have here. It is. I was thinking about this state. How many podcasts originate from North Carolina? Gaming podcast. Well, because you, you've got a, three or four. Yeah, there's at least uh, there's at least four because you've got. Uh, Norwood, uh, who does, mm-hmm. uh, yep. who's also on a network, he's up here too. Yep. And then Dice Hate Me, Geek All Stars, and us. There's actually four there's, right there's there because no, the Dice section, which is Michael Harrison, his podcast. Uh, he's oh. a little less frequent, but he's also out of uh, the Chapel Hill, Durham area. So it may be safe to say that the highest concentration of gaming podcasts for the network resides in this state. That's true. Uh, probably more we so than like any a, other state. We need to have a major con here or something. We do. It's called Mace. Well, I won't, I won't say anything. Okay, <laughs> moving right along. The, the Dice so. Tower Conclave in North Carolina is what it needs to be. Yeah, there you go. That's what we need. <laughs> and, and, I mean, and Dan was nice enough to join us tonight because we're going to kind of, as I often said in the other interview, we're going to take a divergent here. 
Um, we're going to go off the beaten path and we're going to go a little bit out on the geek limb and we're going to talk about the summer blockbusters and Marty is going to quiz us. So we're going, we're going to do that tonight. We're also going to talk a little bit about the game of the month, um, which is going to be the, um, castle Ravenclaw game, which, the, well, it's the, it's the Dungeons and Dragons. Did you say Ravenclaw? Did I just say cloth? It's like Lords of the Waterdeep, okay? Oh, my gosh. It's, it's Raven. It's, it's the whole Ravenloft. Ravenloft. Yeah. See, I don't know. I know these things, and I just blow it. I love it. So, anyway. But but that's just... But we've yet... Marty and I have got to get to play this game, and but we're going to lean on Dan for his expertise here. Oh, I don't know about expertise. I've played it a few times. I've played that whole series at least once each, and I, I love uh, yeah. every one of them, so I can't wait to talk about those. Yeah, we've played, played a lot. So before we get into this stuff, um, I'm sure everybody has hopefully heard Dan's uh, podcast, but if not, Dan, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and what your show's all about? Well, I've been doing the Geek All-Stars. Uh, boy, we're, we're approaching three and a half or, th- or four, something, about, something like that years. Uh, and we just, you know, we started off, I, we kind of didn't, like many podcasts, we didn't really know where, where we wanted to go with it. So it was kind of like gaming, movies, TV, everything geekery. And then we just kind of went straight board game centric uh, for the most part. So, I mean, we still like to get a lot of the geekery stuff in there, but we're board game podcast. Uh, Chris Kirkman uh, is my, uh, basically my co-host. Uh, and we've got, we pr- pretty much rotate the chairs, whether we're on Skype or we do it live. So we've got some local gamers uh, who are real good gamers around here, uh, you know, and other podcasts and such. And then we do some, we like to do some Skype episodes where we get a lot of interviews in. Uh, that last uh, episode, we did the So You Want to Do uh, videos, board game videos. And we had uh, uh, Lance, Undead Viking. We had Joel Eady from Drive Through Review and Rodney uh, and Chris, uh, Rodney from Watch Played and Chris, who also does a lot of uh, Kickstarter videos. Uh, that was a, that was a blast. So we just like to have fun. Yeah. I, w- I want to uh, give a shout out. If, if, People listening have not heard that episode. Go stop this recording. Pause. Pause this recording. Go over to the Geek All-Stars and download that episode and listen right after this one because it is an excellent job getting into uh, what these guys, what goes on with these guys when they when they do the videos because you've, you've covered a lot of different versions or a lot of different uh, types of videos. You've got the how is it played, the review, the Kickstarter, and how they're all approaching those styles of videos from, from, from different mechanics. And you get a little bit into the technical stuff, which I really enjoy because – Tony and I are starting to dip our toe into the video, so we have a lot to learn there. But that, that was a really good episode. Thanks, man. It was. Uh, it's an honor to hear that. I, you know, what's really cool is getting into the head of these guys. Um, you never know. Sometimes, I mean, as great of guys, because I've games with these guys at different cons, but you just never know how someone's going to react when you ask them about their craft. But they couldn't have been more, uh, more accommodating uh, to open up their minds and everything they do, and just talk about how how it is to do it. You know, how their inspiration and and uh, and advice to people. It was it was really cool. Yeah, and I enjoyed how Lance was sitting there saying, you know, how, you know, people kept telling him his was too long, his was too long. Hey, you you got the fast forward button right there, you know. But I mean, it was just funny and how he just said, "Fine, that's the way it is. I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing, and I'm enjoying it. That's that's all that matters." You know, it's cool because you know sometimes we hear that with podcasts and stuff, and you know we we're not a you know we're no stranger to two or three hour podcasts, so. You know, people can say it's too long. You know, I just like if, if people want to pause or come back later, that's just kind of, you know, you do it for the love of it. You know, I, um, you know, I don't get, we don't, most of us don't get paid to do any of this stuff. So we just do it for the love and if hopefully people enjoy listening to us. So that's why, you know, Lance has a great point when he says, you know, just, hey, it's, it is what it is. And I think hopefully people understand that people are just doing this because they, they enjoy it and, 
And yeah, we've heard the thing about going too long too. And we try to keep to the hour mark, but see, Tony, you know, you realize our average is now like a hour 15 about for these things. So we can't keep, we can't keep it under an hour anymore. We just get too excited and too passionate about what we're talking about. I, I for one, want to hear more of you guys. Oh, thanks. Appreciate. You just want to hear me screw up. I know what that is. I've already done it Sorry, once. I'm joking. <laughs> well, you couldn't do any worse than uh, Albert Pujols or whatever Tom pulled out. Uh. And no, it, it wasn't even that good. What was it? It was someone Pujols or Pujols. Yeah, yeah. It was a Pujols. Uh, poor was. Tom. And it, was, it, and it was well. What's sad is probably a lot of people who heard it didn't even you know. Oh, I didn't even know that was wrong. <laughs> Speaking of which, so wait, wait, did, did, um, do, you, do we still have his rookie card? Didn't we get his Albert rookie Pujols? card? Yeah, didn't we go in and order rookie I, cards on him? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, uh, we may have. I, don't, I honestly don't remember. I do remember that you were the first person to own him in our fantasy baseball league when he was a no name, and you got him for like just a few bucks and held on to him forever. I think I traded him to you, but anyway, I'm out of that. Do you play any fantasy sports, Dan? Oh, of course. I. Uh, I've played fantasy baseball, hockey, and football in the past. Right now, I just only do football. Baseball is just way too long online. I, I used to play Stratomatic forever, but um, I, mean, I, I was a huge Stratomatic rat, which I love more than fantasy. It's just um, it's really hard to find face-to-face leagues anymore, But so mm-hmm. I just stick to fantasy football. Well, Tony, I'll do some Stratomatic with yep. you. I heard you talking about APBA. I just never really got into APBA that much. Oh, I'm a big oh, Strat for- guy. The, the the my friend loved it and I loved playing it. It was it was so. I mean, there was nothing to it for when we were young because we had no strategy. It was rolling dice. So I to take it to the next level, that would be so interesting. But there's so much to do as far as playing from that standpoint. I don't. I mean, I've talked to him before about doing it again. He's like, just don't have time, man. But I, I hear you. Oh, that was some. So somebody give me a quick 30-second rundown. What's the difference between APBA and Stratomatic? I thought they were about the same type of game. I, I want to say Stratomatic has a little more depth to the cards, where I think uh, APBA is more on, what is it, does it have 100 percentile on the cards? And Strat is more of, Strat, you've got pitcher's cards and hitter's cards. You've got versus lefty and versus righty. Uh, mm-hmm. You roll one six and two. Tw- uh, you roll three sixes. One is an indicator die, which determines whether it's on a batter's card or a pitcher's card. And the two uh, two other sixes, which are the same color, determine uh, two to twelve in that column. Uh, and on the hitter's card, uh, there's things. You know, they'll they'll have things like outs, or they'll have ballpark factors, where every ballpark has its own singles or homers. And then they've also got things like hits. It'll be like single, or it'll be like a home run, one of fifteen uh, out the rest, or triple the rest. And on a pitcher's card. It's got a lot of things like that, but it also has more fielding stuff where it's got like a right field X and every fielder has a, their own fielding ratings and then there's a fielding chart. Yeah, Stratomatic is so much more deeper than APBA because APBA is just uh, 2D6s. You only have your batter's cards, and so you're rolling against that. And based on the um, placards that you have for the various uh, situations that you may be in, that's where APBA jumps in. So it's a, not as detailed. The when I played it, it didn't have the ballparks. I mean, but but the strategy was okay. The various grades of the pitchers determine what columns or or what may happen with the batter depending on what you rolled. Uh, the the fielding you would have various fielding columns, and then you would call. Uh, do you want your infield to play in? You want them to play deep? When do you pull out the pitcher? Um, basically, so it was always a batting. There was no, I'm going to throw a pitch to the batter. So now. I, I was listening to Chris uh, over at Dice Hate Me, and they were talking about um, the. They were wh- where did they just get back from? Remind me where they got back from. Um, 
PAX. PAX, yeah. And and Louder thought about this game, a baseball game. Dan, if yeah, you the, can the, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you finish up. Yeah. If if Louder needs play testers or he wants any ideas, hook us up, dude. Oh, I'll I'll definitely talk to Daryl about it. What's it? I think it's called something like um, bottom of the ninth or something like that. Oh, Marty, if you didn't hear this, it was inc- okay. So listen to Geek All Stars, and then I jump over to Chris. <laughs> I was like, oh, I got this. Is you're you're the bottom of the ninth, and it's the pitcher against the the final batters. You know the to, and and uh-huh. if the pitcher can get three outs, then he wins the game. If the batters can get four people on base, actually score the winning run. Then they win. Yeah, okay, yeah. There's a little break there, but about the four batters. But anyway, who cares? So you're rolling. Oh, it it sounded incredible. And then bringing the okay, cards. that sounds like a great idea. Instead of playing a whole game of each inning, you just go straight to the the climactic yep. tied in the ninth inning. Oh, that's pretty and there's cool. little chits for uh, where the position of where the pitch would be and uh, the type of pitch and the batter has to catch guess uh, guess the location. That was uh, awesome. of the pitch, so it's a uh, it was really a good idea, and and he's uh, a big graphic designer, Daryl. So I mean, if you follow uh, Get Louder on um, on Twitter, mm-hmm. you can see some of his mock-ups of the cards. They look amazing. Oh yeah, oh that's and, and Mike Mullins that, is doing a lot of testing on it too, and he's he's got a lot of uh, good tweets about it. Yeah, and if and in the fact that if you guess the right pitch, certain things come into place on the number of dice you roll. I think that if I remember correctly, but I was just I'm sitting here hanging on the edge, sitting there thinking, I got. I cannot wait to see this on Kickstarter because I know it'll be signed by Dice Hate Me. So let me know when this happens. So, because <laughs> it's fast, it's a fast plane. It's perfect. It's it, you know, I was just like, that's one of those things, Marty, where you sit, you and I sit here and think we need to think of a game. And he's walking around packs and he picks up some dice. Well, this could be a game. And the next thing, the man's out there <laughs> creating a game in his car or wherever he was. I'm like, what the heck? Well, do you know the uh, angry, angry dice from the um, the uh, brew, uh, not Brewcrafters from the uh, Viva Java, uh, the coffee game, the dice game, uh, angry right. dice that came. They were just sitting there waiting for dinner. They had a they had two dice and a Ricola in their in their pocket. And they're like, all right, let's make a game. So Sean Pertel and and Daryl they just came up with angry dice. That's why the big joke was wow. they were going to try and give out Ricola. So you go up to somebody, you throw down your little Ricola, you roll your dice, you roll your angry dice, and whoever wins gets to keep the Ricola. So it's, wow. it, oh, that's hilarious. Me and Chris did the same thing on the way back from, uh, uh, what was that convention up in Charlottesville um, that we just went to? Uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the president's thing, was Prescon, it? yeah, Prescon. Prescon. So we were at Prescon, we're on the way back, and I was like, uh, let's make a game. And we came up with a really good, uh, a nice little dice game that we're gonna, we're, we've been kind of working on, and uh, hopefully uh hopefully we can get a prototype by gen con possibly but but it's a it's a ton of fun too uh it's kind of on the down low but we are working on a, a pretty cool little mini dice game cool it's so funny that we we stray toward towards um sports because last year and i may have said this on the show i actually uh, met you dan at uh, origins yep. it was on sunday and uh me and my wife were going around the uh the show and, and stronghold had this thing where if you played uh, so many games you got like 50 percent off a game or something so my wife is big into that if there's some free something that's free or a deal we got to do it so she said we got to sit here and play games so i sat down to learn how to play Veluspa. i remember, remember yep. which game it was and dan when you were uh demoing the game and i guess we probably had the uh the names of our shows on the badge and we just started talking and it was so funny 
we didn't talk about the show at all. We started talking about sports. <laughs> Come to find out, you said you played baseball, and I was big into sports. You said your son played hockey. And we spent the whole time talking about sports and not even games. So that that's just kind of yeah. Funny. Your family, uh, your family is a delight, man. It was uh, it was real fun to sit and uh, sit and hang out with you guys. Spe- speaking of family, your boy playing hockey. Mm-hmm. I mean, down here in the south, dude, that's pretty impressive. Okay, <laughs> you'd be surprised. Um, ice hockey has really taken off since the hurricanes came down here about uh, ten years ago. Actually, it's God, it's got to be about no, it's more than ten years. They've they've been in that arena for over ten years. Yeah. They've been down here since '97. Now, wow, that's was that 17 years they've been in Carolina. Mm-hmm. The uh, the Carolinas, as far as USA hockey, it's the second largest area of signed up individuals in the country. So wow, it's, wow. it's, it's growing quite a bit. And now we're starting to get some, some real good talent come out of the area. And, and we've got quite a good, uh, he's only seven. So, I mean, he's in a pretty good U8 program, but I mean, there's a lot of kids up here, uh, you know, that, that just live and breathe hockey and man, he never wants to get off the ice. And, and if he's not on the ice, he's, he's on my hardwoods with his rollerblades. Got a, got, <laughs> got rollerblade stuff all over the place down there. He just never stops, any, which is great. You got pets or anything? Uh, yeah, we've got two dogs. We've got a, a golden that's a, uh, my, she's a poor little girl. She's 12 years old and a, oh. and a little rat that's, uh, that's about two years old. I, I could just see him taking shots at the, you know, the little <laughs> dog or something and we're trying to push him across. You know, you've seen the commercial where they're pushing the, the little, um, the dog across the floor of dusting or something like that with a hockey stick or something like that. The golden, so. she just sits there. She'll get in the way just to get some attention. She don't care. But the uh, Yorkie Poo, man, she is just a, trying to attack his feet at all times because he's rolling all over the place. <laughs> uh, see, see, the big thing down here has been lacrosse. It's unreal. Mm-hmm. That's also because of all of us Yankees moving down here. <laughs> it is. It's. It depends on where you are. If it's if it's in the southern part of the county, which still has you know southerners. We don't give a poop about <laughs> lacrosse. None of the high schools around me have a lacrosse team at all. It's only you Yankee schools in the northern part of the county that actually <laughs> have excuse, lacrosse. Hey, Marvin Ridge is ranked number three in the state. That's what I'm saying. I'm not, That's I'm one not, of those I'm Yankee not, schools that has I'm, lacrosse. I think I'm farther south than you. Look at the map. No, well, yeah, I'm talking about most of the people that – okay. I'm and, and I think Apex, that's maybe. where – I live in Apex, and I think that's one of the uh, stronger schools in the uh, in the state too. And, uh, you know, it's it's because, you know, Duke and UNC are, are kind of lacrosse powerhouses too. So oh, yeah. that kind of draws a lot of people to the area. And uh, you get a lot of these New York and Maryland people uh, coming down here. Uh, that brings a lot of lacrosse people. And that's what that's what Apex is. It's a huge conglomerate of all these – of all of us Yankees, and that's where we get a lot of lacrosse. And I, and I was a baseball player, which is the same season, so I never even – Touch the lacrosse. My son wants to have a catch in the back playing lacrosse because a lot of ice hockey kids that play lacrosse with the hand eye mm-hmm. and the sports a lot of the same. And I have got no clue. I mean, I played a lot of sports, but lacrosse was just the one I didn't get into. And seventy five percent of our listeners have just stopped the recording right <laughs> no. there. No. They're talking about that sports ball. Well, well what they're doing is they should be sending this over to the commerce for Raleigh and Charlotte, so people can you know come move down here the way they're talking about it. But you know, see, Marty and I grew up in this state. We grew up, you know, we're we're original, so it's kind of hilarious because we didn't even have these sports. Soccer started when I was in high school. So I was just, that was just a weird sport. I played baseball my whole time, but anyway, but yeah, you're right. The hurricanes in Raleigh, they've really helped out the state. And I mean, you know, they play, they rent the, um, the, um, arena from the wolf pack. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they still have a basketball team up there at, uh, at, at, at that's, uh, ba- that's barely. Okay. <laughs> barely. once again, you cannot 
charge if the man is moving. Oh, Lord. <laughs> man, oh, I love Lordy. that. That was awesome. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, the reason why we're picking is because uh, Dan graduated from UNC and we graduated from State. Well, my wife graduated from UNC, so I'm, I'm, oh, I'm you're blue by marriage. Sorry, yeah. I graduated from Campbell, but uh, my wife was a – She's a Tar Heel, so I've got to I've got to conform. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So it's that in-state rivalry thing. And again, okay. So the other ten percent of the people just yeah. turned off. Well, right we can bring it back. Too, I, so. I would like. Uh, I've got a beer recommendation for you guys. Is that okay. is that cool? Yeah. I, I don't know if it. you've ever had the uh, Monty Python's Holy Grail Ale. It's temp. <laughs> no? It's tempered over burning witches. It's it's delightful. <laughs> it's really good. It's from Black Sheep Brewery. You can find it usually at like Total Wine or something like that. I don't know if you can. Oh, nice. Look at that. Oh, I like that color. <laughs> label. Nice label. So, so for Saturday, there you go, man. We know what to bring. We're supposed to bring drinks to the um, gaming uh, thing that we've got going on Saturday. So there we go. We can bring our housewarming gift with the uh, Monty Python Holy Grail beer. And later in the show, I'll give you another recommendation from a local brewery once I once I break open one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm sorry, it. guys. You. Marty, you and I need to, you know, Cinco, we could have broken up in the margaritas or something. Maybe that'd make us more entertaining. I don't know, man. We need to. Def- hey, for for Cinco, I was at the Charlotte Knights ballpark. Uh, oh, Dan, you need to, that is a gorgeous stadium. I get to walk by it. I haven't been to a game yet. So if you're down here, you may want to think about that. Didn't they, didn't they give up a touchdown in the first inning last night? Uh, yeah, they did, but came back and won nine. No way. It was incredible. <laughs> in the ninth inning, it was an awesome game. It was so much fun. We almost left. I, my son was like, we got to leave. I can't take this. <laughs> then, so let's just hang around. And then like seventh inning, let's leave. And they scored two runs. And eighth inning, they scored three runs. And they scored two in the ninth. Game Holy over. cow. See, I um, I follow uh, Mike Salarte. You know, uh, you know Mike Salarte? He's uh, Channel 14 News. Yeah. He's the news guy there. I used to play hockey with him um, up here before he moved down there, and I saw that he tweeted the, uh, a picture of the box score, and I asked him why they didn't go for the two-point two point conversion on that, that first <laughs> inning. <laughs> That's, uh, speaking of, of um, you know, playing hockey, uh, I, get, I enjoy your post sometimes, and I like how you're playing hockey with – Sometimes. I like how you're playing hockey with pros. That's impressive, dude. I play in an old man basketball league. But you're playing real stuff up there. That's yeah. We had a occasionally you get pros that'll play in some of these beer leagues. So a couple weeks ago, I got to play against Jesse Bullaries, who is a a former Hurricane Enforcer. Now, and and for anybody that doesn't really know much about hockey, and it 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 sounds like you know Jesse Bullaries, he's just one of those guys. I think he has like five career goals. But even the worst, the absolute worst NHLer. He skates circles around guys like us that have been playing like crazy or even some college guys because this guy's got some amazing hands and he can just move out there. Uh, you know, and, and I don't know what he's doing out there playing against the beer leagues, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's, it's quite funny. I actually got to play, um, I did a podcast about it a few years ago that I got to play in the, uh, the Hurricanes have this fantasy alumni thing. Uh, mm-hmm. that, you know, season ticket holders, you can pay. It's kind of like a fantasy camp. You pay, a, uh, you know, you pay to charity and you get to go play with these guys on the ice. And, and they do it up real good at the uh, PNC Arena. And, uh, you know, where they the fans get in for free, they announce everything, you get your own jersey. But just skating against these guys, man, it's it's amazing to be on the ice with guys like Ron Bridmore and uh, Ron Francis. Wow. I, I can, I mean, you just sit there and as long as they're not jerks about it, I mean, I could see. That. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. No, hockey players are, are actually – they're actually the nicest of any it, – it's kind of well-known that hockey players are the nicest of any professional sports athlete. Mm. I mean, they're just amazingly how, how cool they are. Are we still talking about hockey? <laughs> Is that a sport? 
It's a hey. That, there are only two sports I, I would no, watch no, no, on no, TV. No, no, hockey's a sport. No, no, no. Soccer's not a sport. Okay, hockey's don't, a don't sport. Don't start now. that. Don't start that. <laughs> two sports I will watch on TV. I will watch hockey and I will watch football. Those are the only two that I watch. So it, it's just constant action. Uh, I love it. Well, if, I watch. Ba- I watch basketball. If you haven't, if you haven't seen a hockey game live, go go to the checkers. Oh, I, have. It's, I have. The hockey game yep. live is amazing. I have. It is. Yep, it's fun. It's fun, but there's again. Well, yeah, okay, ba- okay, 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 okay. The closest, the closest I came to hockey is I played broom ball growing up. We didn't have hockey leagues around here, but we had broom. Isn't ball that called Quidditch? Ice. I, I was surprised they did. They have uh, ice rinks down here back then. Yep, they had uh, uh, over at uh, the, the mall's gone. There used to be a mall over here that had it, and I used to work at the mall. And the stores put together broom ball leagues, and we went and played. That That's fun. cool. So. All right. So anyway, okay, okay, back, back to his back, back to board games. Yeah. Well, quick, another, <laughs> no, actually, actually, it's not even board games. <laughs> no, well, so uh, hold on, hold on. Here's the hold deal. on, hold on. Okay, okay. I got another question go. for his podcast here. So okay, uh, going, right, go going through all of his podcast here, what do you? What is your main theme around the podcast? The interviews you, you bring on some get, give our um, our listeners it's kind of a structure if they've never given your podcast a shot. Uh, uh, boy, did I just chew up those? <laughs> shot shot at. At. If they've if never they shot never at your podcast. your podcast, what what is your general structure? So they say, oh yeah, I'd like to hear. That. I mean, you know, I'm, you go through the the list and you're saying, oh, he's got a lot of interviews on, a lot of good stuff. Okay, well, let him talk. No, no, no that's fine. No, no. You ask the question. No, I'm, so, I'm surprised. I'm trying to read his T-shirt there. I'm still trying to figure out <laughs> oh, what his T-shirt. Vandalay Industries. It's a Seinfeld thing. Hold on, I've got one of those. <laughs> I've got one of those. <laughs> it's a little bit okay. On, on break, I'm gonna go get it. And show I'm, it I'm to a you. huge uh, Seinfeld nut. I, I'm, I'm green. Oh, you got the Green Lantern okay. for me. I was gonna wear one of those too. Oh, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna be making Seinfeld references all night <laughs> now. This is so <laughs> awesome. So, um, yeah, for our, for anybody uh, that that hasn't listened to our show or doesn't know, we we just kind of just it just all depends on who's available. Kind of if uh, if it's just really me and Chris or we're short on time, we'll do a Skype episode and we'll get some interviews on, or we'll just you know have a topic that we'll talk to about on Skype. Skype, but um, if we're in person, we'll you know we'll do a lot of what we've been playing, or we'll just get a topic, whatever really hits us. Uh, I don't really want to say there's there's a strict format because we like to mix in some interviews. You know, different times of year we have some pretty regular stuff we do, like you know the usual in January we do the top of the year. Uh, and then kind of around con time, we'll do the, the previews to the cons. We're actually going to do a live show. We're actually probably going to do two live shows at Gen Con this year because we're going to be met helping man the uh, Dice Tower booth uh, at Gen Con. Um, and we've got uh, Eric Handler who won our uh, Jack Vassal auction. We're going to do a uh, – we're going to have him co-host and we're going to just let him run the show at the booth at, uh, at Gen Con. And then we're going to do another one where we got, actually got a, a room over at the West End. The, Gen Con's gotten us two hours over at the West End on Sunday afternoon. We'll probably do a Sunday afternoon wrap-up. So that should be a, a ton of fun. That's why I was hoping you guys would be there, man. Oh, I want to go <laughs> so bad. Stupid kids going to college. Come on. Yeah, we, we've mentioned this before. Tony and I cannot go because our our – the kids. Tony, yeah, well, yeah. I was going to say our oldest kids, but Tony only has one, are going to college this year. They happen to be both, they're going to different schools, but their move-in date 
is Gen Con weekend, and there's just, you know, you move in Friday, Saturday, there's just no way we can do it, and it's killing me. That's why I'm trying to make it so that Tony and I can go to BGG Con <clears throat> this year. I said, I said that's fine. I said let's do it. All right. So, yeah, but. All right, we got to so, Yeah, Dan, can you just think about it? You've got some years coming up where you're going mm-hmm. to go up to your wife and say, uh, you know, Gen Con's this weekend, and but um, our eldest is moving into college. You think I can go? Yeah, you think that flies? No. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's no. not going to fly around here. So, well, thank goodness. I've looked at I've looked at the dates for Gen Con in the next several years. The next several years, it's in early August. There will be no conflict anywhere. And and and, you, and the reason I couldn't come last year is because my oldest son was playing football, and it's right in the middle of football season. So it's all about the kids. And one of the years coming up, it actually goes into July. It's really next is year. It next year. That's crazy. July thirty first through August second, or something like that, or the year after. Yeah. Okay. Party bus. We're going to roll through Raleigh, and then we'll head over. To Indy. Sounds good to me. The more the merrier. Then we can save on flights and all that other stuff. I mean, you know, we can do that. We can make that happen. It's funny with um, when you're talking about like uh, formats and stuff. Surprisingly enough, when we don't even have like a planned, you know, this show is this, this show is that. You know, some people do, oh, we're going to do a game this show and we're going to do this next show. We, We still manage to go three hours. Without without a lot of the planned things all the time, and it's just you, you get guys like us and me getting on tangents. We it, you just keep going. It's so much fun. You guys know how much fun it is to get together oh, yeah. and give each other hell on a podcast. It's that's the the funnest oh, thing. Sure, and and try to keep it entertaining for everybody else. If it's not, say hey, so. So what? It's entertaining to us. That's all that mattered, right? Because <laughs> like you said, we get paid so much for doing this. <laughs> This is a lot of fun. Hey, um, I did want to also mention, you mentioned this um, before we got going here. Um, you do something very special. Um, is it in November? Yep. Okay. If you would um, mention that to everybody. Okay. That, that'd be awesome. My daughter uh, has actually has Turner syndrome, which is a, a complete or partial deletion of the second X chromosome uh, in, in girls and women. Uh, so we, I just thought, what a better way to, to uh, you know, raise funds than to do a 24-hour board game marathon. And uh, we've been doing it now for four years. This will be our fourth year. We've uh, we've raised over thirty thousand dollars now for Turner Syndrome Society of the United States. Uh, every year at the Gamers Armory, the second weekend in November, uh, we do a twenty uh, twenty four hour board game marathon for the Turner Syndrome Society. And we we have tons of prizes. We have tons of giveaways. Man, we've got so much stuff and uh, tons of raffles. It's just a great time. And um, the Gamers Armory, uh, Crystal and Scott over there have been just um, absolutely amazing, uh, hosting us and just working with us and everything. And the board game community has been awesome, and especially the the designers, you know, people like uh, Dan Yarrington up at, uh, I mean, and the publishers, Dan Yarrington up at Game Salute, uh, my boy Bonacore over at Stronghold, Z-Man Games, some of the great, all these great uh, publishers just uh, send us some games and just send us support, um, and it's just amazing. It's so much fun up there. Hopefully, I can get you guys up here. The guy, um, uh, Patrick from uh, Blue Peg, uh, Pink Peg, the, he came down last year and mm-hmm. uh I got to meet him and uh, hang out with him a little bit uh, at the marathon. So that was pretty cool. So, yeah, if, um, it, it's just an amazing time. And, and just being able to do something good. We're actually doing um, – I'll get you guys jealous about Gen Con a little more. I'm actually going to be on a panel oh, at Gen Con. <laughs> I'm going to be on a panel at Gen Con with Jamie Stegmeyer uh, and some other people doing uh, Gaming for Good. Uh, it's going to oh, be a really nice. good uh, panel about uh, charity gaming. It's funny. We've been doing it so long. I, I hadn't even heard of Extra Life because really Extra Life was always really a video gaming thing until the last few years. It's really gotten mm-hmm. in vogue to do it board gaming. Uh, so I just kind of did my own thing. Uh, and, you know, and, and, uh, and that's at gamersforcures.com. You can find out some more information and some, some write-ups uh, over our, uh, our last few things. I, I just 
came up with Gamers for Cures and uh, just registered a site, and that's what we do. Yeah, that, that's cool. Yeah, last year is our first time uh, participating with Extra Life. We did something at uh, at Mace, and it's I mean, I'm, it's really cool that you're, that you're doing that. And it's one of those things I'm always brag about the community, about how the community comes together. And everybody thinks, oh, we just get around and play games. And no, there's, there's a lot more to it. You know, people put their mind to it and they come out and help others. It's, it's a really great community. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, it's funny. You think the, the community, you just never know how you're going to get the response from people. And even when I told the people over at Turner Syndrome Society of the U.S., I was like, yeah, I want to do a, a fundraiser. They told me after the fact, they're like, we hear that all the time. We thought you'd get us about you know, $500. And, uh, you know, after the first year we raised over uh, $7,000 and then, and now we're looking at over 30 for the three years. They're just, they're wow. just floored. Oh yeah. That's great. That's, that's, that's unreal. Well, yeah, I definitely wanted to get that out there. So everybody knows. And yep. is that point, are you planning on doing that? The, the weekend, March, uh, November, uh, when is the 24 hour gaming? It's the, uh, the second full weekend. See, the first weekend in, in November is always uh, Carry Band Day, which is huge around here. Like, they, mm. they just pretty much uh, they block off, like, all of Carry on that side of town, and the, and the armory is right over there. So it'll be on November 8th this year. Okay. Which okay. is that Saturday. We, we kind of want it to be on the, the, uh, where the clock goes back to have a 25-hour, but that's always when. It just happens to be the first weekend in November every year, so we can't, can't really mess with that. Yeah, yeah, right. that's when Mace is, Marty. Just to let you know that you, as you try to figure out our schedule, that we got the first is Mace. Uh, no, okay. Mace is November seventh through the ninth. Uh, oh, it is. See, the last few years I've tried to work it around Mace and BGGCon, but now it's just always become the second weekend. So now it's just kind of what yep. we've uh, what we've done. No, it's this, excellent. This is early for this is early for Mace. He doesn't like doing it this early, but I think he ha- he was forced to. He didn't want to do it this early either, but. I think it just happened that yeah, way. But e- either way, that's that's great, Dan. All right, so why why do we have Dan on again? <laughs> <laughs> well, so this is a board gaming podcast, so we're getting ready to talk about movies. Yes. Um. So so here's the deal: we're in this time of the year where every all the board game publishers and everybody is getting geared up for the summer con season. So there's not a lot of huge games coming out. Sure, there's some news coming out of some games, but. You know, that's it, you know, once we get into con season, there's going to be games all over the place for us to talk about. But we're kind of in a little bit of a lull right now. But what we're not in a lull for is, you know, every year, every all the movie theaters release their big summer movie blockbusters. And what I thought would be fun is to get all of us and do a little, basically a, a little game. Where we're going to look at some of the more... The movies that would be interesting to us as gamers and, and geeks, not the love story stuff, and just kind of talk about well, our thoughts on the movies. So if you guys are going to re- already, we're going to jump over to uh, a segment that we're going to try, and if it works out, maybe we'll try it again next year. So you guys awesome. ready? Sure, bring it on. All right, let's go. So here we go. Here's going to be a, a segment that uh, we, we came up with that we're going, to, we're going to do to cover these big blockbuster summer movies. Now, a lot of movies are coming out, and there's probably going to be a, a lot of ones that you want to see, some you don't want to see. So here it is. The name of this segment is called Box Office, Box office. Red Box, Red box or Trash Box. box. What it's going to be is I'm going to, add, I'm going to throw out a movie. And each one of us are going to say 
I want to see this in the theater. That would be box office. I can wait for the rental. That would be red box or I have no interest at all. Trash box. And I'll give you a little synopsis and we'll take turns on who goes first so that, you know, it won't be all the same person going first every time. So, for example, this movie's already come out, but I'll throw this out an example. This past weekend, big follow-up to The Amazing Spider-Man, aptly named The Amazing Spider-Man 2, came out. And for me, that is a red box. It's one of those things that I saw the first movie. I thought it was, eh, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. It was better than Spider-Man 3. Holy cow, that was bad. <laughs> um, but, but this one was pretty good. And then when I saw this one and saw there's going to be like three or four or 15 new villains in it, I just had this bad feeling that the movie's going to focus a lot on villains and not on Spider-Man. So it's one of those things where I can, I can wait for rental. Did, so for that example, what would you guys Did say you read Spider-Man one? at all growing up or at all? Oh yeah. So, so have you figured out what the spoiler? I see. I haven't seen the movie yet, but I but I have a feeling that the big what the big shocker is. Do you do you have a feeling? Well, I, I, I don't with Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Now I assume that, but I don't know for sure. Okay. I I kind of figured that's what's going to happen, and I haven't read anything or heard anything, but they keep talking about the big twist in the movie, and I have a feeling that's what it is. Um, now Tony was a big Spider Man fan growing up. I love Spider Man. So for me to stick with what we're doing here, box office. Are you going to go see it in theater? I'm going to go see it in the theater. My only, my problem is Jamie Foxx as <laughs> Electra. Okay, oh, yeah, Electra. The fact that he doesn't have bolts of lightning covering <laughs> his eyes like the 1960 <laughs> Spider-Man Amazing Spider-Man cartoon that bothers me, or like the cartoon itself. He's this blue thing. Like you can't see electricity, people. I work in the industry. Okay, you can't. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Anyway, Dan, I kick it over to you, but I will go to the box office. I, I think I'm going to have to say, I, you know, I'd like to see it in a box office because blockbusters like this, uh, you know, they look really good on a big screen. But I, I just, I don't know. There's, I think it's going to be too much. I mean, if I had my choice, I'd see it in, in the box office, but I'm, I'm going to have to say red box for it, you know, just because it's so hard with the kids just to – if. You know, it's kind of hard. Do you want us to go on what we'd like to see it or what we think we would or we think we'll end up doing it? As? What, you, what you would like to. I, I'd like to see it in a box office, to be honest, because it's, it's a movie that it, it needs the big screen treatment and, and you want the explosions all around you. Yeah, and I've heard there's a lot of those. Um, okay, awesome. All right, so here we go. This is for real now because now we're going to get into the movies that have not been released at the time of this recording. Of course, when this comes out, these will already be out, but here we go. <laughs> Well done. Come, thank you. Uh, because right now the date is May 6th. So here we are. <clears throat> the next big one is going to be on May 16th. Godzilla. The last time that Hollywood made their rendition of this famous monster, the, remember the, the results weren't that great. Remember that awful mid-90s movie? Well, this Matthew time, Broderick? Yes. Yeah, Matthew Broderick. Oh. Well, this time around, they got a good director with Gareth Edwards, and you got big-name um, actors like uh, Brian Cranston in it. So, box office, red box, or trash box, Dan will go to you first. 
Uh, I'm, t- I'm really torn on this one because I'm a kid, you know, I'm a kid of the eighties. I grew up loving everything Godzilla. I loved, I always loved the movies with Godzilla, not when they were fighting, when people were fighting against him, but when he was fighting something else for earth, basically. Uh, and that's what it sounds like this movie is, is where I've heard, I didn't think it was at the beginning, but now I'm starting to hear that he's fighting some sort of alien or something or some sort of mutant thing in there where he's kind of an anti-hero. Um, and I'm like you where Brian Cranston, the guy could probably poop in a box and throw it on a big screen and people are going to watch it right now and, and the director win, and win an oscar for it exactly did, did you guys see the the movie that the director made monsters it was kind of an indie thing um i have not i heard it was good though oh my god you have got to see this movie it, it kind of comes across a little budgety but man it'll just blow your mind i mean just the underlying theme of it all with the monster it's just it's just awesome it kind of reminds you of um Oh, that other one, District Nine. It kind of reminds you of that in a okay, way, yeah. But but with monsters, oh, it was really really cool movie. So I mean, just that pedigree behind it really tells me that it's probably going to be a big movie. But um, I mean, if if I had my pick of a lot of the blockbusters this, this year, uh, I'd like to see it in the theater. But I'm going to have to say Redbox on this one because uh, it it I don't know. It's not one of those things that I've got to see. It's, as a kid, I want to see it, but it's going to have to be Redbox for me. Tony, it's going to be Redbox for me, even though I. Yeah, the big screen would do it justice, but right now it's Redbox. You? Okay, I was also one of those that got up every uh, Saturday morning and turned on to the the Monster Theater where they showed all these old Japanese monster films with Godzilla and Rodan and um, what is it, Gamera, the Flying Turtle. That was awesome. Um, This is by far a box office for me and my family is saying we need to go to the midnight showing on Thursday night. That's how pumped we are about this movie. Um, That's what's cool about having the older kids. You can just throw them all in there or yeah. if one of them doesn't want to go, leave them home. We, we are excited <laughs> and because I think you're right. The last trailer came out and it lo- almost looked like that Godzilla was going to be fighting some of the other Kaiju that came up out of the waters or ocean or whatever like that. And when I, felt it was going to be like that i said okay that's it i'm in and just hearing his roar just sent chills up my spine in fact it's my ringtone right now so for me it's going to be box office now another movie coming out that weekend because we wait marty what was your favorite one growing up i'm sorry um did you have a favorite of of any of them i can't um, i'm 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 drawing a blank at this point i there was a, a there was a Godzilla one. I'm trying to remember. There was some sort of weird robot that turned into like this huge uh, Mecha Godzilla. No, no, no. It was like a little. It was like a, a an action figure robot where oh. he was this kid's toy, and all of a sudden he he grew to be Godzilla size, and and uh, him and Godzilla took on something, and so you know like a Mecha Godzilla or something like that. And that w- that was always <laughs> the one I remember. It was it's such bad music and such bad acting, but it was those were so great to watch. <laughs> well, when you're you know <laughs> seven, eight, nine years old, they're awesome. Oh yeah. So another movie that uh, we might be interested in on uh, coming out May sixteenth, Million Dollar Arm. This is a movie from uh, from a uh, Disney that stars my man John Hamm. As a talent, uh, as a uh, as a major league uh, talent search guy who is going to try to recruit cricket players to become uh, pitchers uh, in the major uh, major league baseball, I don't know if y'all have seen previews of that or not. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Tony. Um, Disney Redbox, only because it's Disney. Other than that, uh, 
It's, it's a baseball movie, but so yeah, Red Box. Okay, um, sappy baseball movie with John Hamm. I'm gonna have to go box office. Can, can I say uh, Disney Channel? Do it, is that an option? Can I can I wait till it's on regular TV? Uh, yeah, sure. I, <laughs> no interest. Huh? I, I, That'd I, be like Trash Box, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's gonna be Trash Box because I don't even know if I'd waste money at the. It's not that I don't want to see it, but. Don't we have about 80 of these already? Yes, and I love every one of them. <laughs> Even the I'm sure it be good. One. I love John Hamm, too. He seems like an everyman. He, he seems like a really cool guy in real life. And, and I have nothing against the, the story or anything. It's just... Overdone. It's time. To, well, no, it's just the time is so limited. I'm sure I'd like to sit down and watch watch something with my kids. I'd watch it with my kids on, on the Disney Channel. I mean... Heck, uh, a couple years ago, a couple years, a couple weeks ago, uh, my son, who's seven, got we got to watch the Mighty Ducks for the first time. Nice. So, yeah. Nowadays, though, you know the humor in those things where they were kind of for kids. Try explaining Oreo line to a kid and what that means when they, when they put out the Oreo line because they've got the two African American kids and a white kid in the middle, and you're trying to explain that to a seven year old where they got away with so much in the old days. <laughs> and it's really what is that the '90s? It wasn't that long ago. Well, yeah. Wow. All right. Unreal. So on May 22nd, another big superhero movie coming out. X-Men Days of Future Past. This is the follow-up to basically X-Men First Class, but bringing in the same actors from the previous X-Men like uh, Patrick Stewart for Professor X and Ian McKellen as Magneto. It's hard to tell what's going on in the trailers, but it looks like that Wolverine is being sent back in time to the guys from First Class to help stop something from happening or something like that. I'll go first on this one. I was very much surprised with how good First Class was. I was so disappointed in the last couple X-Men movies that when First Class came out, I had no desire to see it. And then I rented it and I thought this was my favorite X-Men movie of them all. I loved seeing the younger versions of these guys. Now, um, I don't think it's the same director this time as Brian Singer that's doing this one. Uh, but for me, I'm still going to have to say Redbox, and I personally hope there's more screen time for the younger guys than there is for Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. I know people are going to hate me for that, but that's just how I feel. Dan? Yeah, I think I think you're right about that. I think you'll see more more of the younger guys in there. Myself, I thought First Class was okay. I, I just kind of dug it more because there's so many different mutants in it. That's kind of how I always like I like the more the merrier with the mutant stuff, you know, with superheroes and things like that. But And I actually didn't you know, three was wasn't great, but it was okay. Me, I, I got to be in line, and I get, no matter what, I I got to be one of the first to see this in the box office. I mean, you've got people like Bishop, Quicksilver, Sunspot, Warpath. You got all at Blink. You got all these mutants, and I think um, I think we're going to see Kitty Pride again. You're going to see so many classic X Men in here, just everywhere. Colossus. I mean, I I got to see that on a big screen, and and them fighting the uh, the Sentinels. Um, yeah. God, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> Tony? Uh, box office, Patrick Stewart, time travel. You can't go wrong. Okay, there's no doubt about that. Nice. Oh, wait a minute. We're talking about X-Men. Okay, no. Sorry, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> no, it's not another Engage. Star Trek movie. Yeah, Star Trek. He's always... Next generation. Uh, no, but I, I'm with Dan there. And actually, I'm even going to go one. Box office... Maybe a loner, because I don't want to sit there and have to explain all these people to honey. I'm sorry. I just, I just. Oh, a loner as you going by yourself. I see. Yeah, because I just, you know, because uh, well, what's he do? Why is it, you know, enjoy it. Don't don't make me have to explain. Oh, by the way, Quicksilver is in Captain 
anyway. Yeah. So yeah, box yeah. office. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how they're going to pull that off. Captain America's in the upcoming Avengers movie and in this X Men movie, and in the Avengers movie, he can't be called a mutant because Fox owns that right. So I don't know how they're going to well, pull but, that off. Is this yeah, like but tapping Captain America? Is not, he's but he's not a mutant. You mean? But he can't be called an Avenger. Is that what you mean? He can't be called. No, he can't because ha- Captain America is not a mutant. No, no, no. I'm talking about Quicksilver. Oh, Quicksilver. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I may have said that wrong. Okay. Quicksilver is in both the um, X-Avengers and um, X-Men. And in Avengers, they can't refer to him as having mutant powers. They're going to have to explain it some other way. Because oh, Fox has the rights to the word mutant in their movies. <laughs> He's special. Man. It's just like they can't have uh, Spider-Man and everything. Can we just get this all resolved already? Yeah, exactly. These stupid companies. We need to see Spider-Man uh, and some Avengers or something. Yeah. All right. Next one. On May 30th, uh, from Disney, Angelina Jolie stars as one of Disney's most terrifying villains, Maleficent. Maleficent? Yeah. Maleficent. Wow. That's good, Marty. Maleficent. <laughs> so Is she now- visiting Ravencroft? <laughs> Artipia. Um, anyway. So we're going to hear the story of Sleeping Beauty, except from the villain's point of view. Tony, we'll go with you first. Uh, that's going to be Dis- Disney Channel, Trash Box. Okay, I'll go uh, next. So we'll just keep the same order. Um, yeah, actually, Angelina Jolie downs this one for me. I'm going to have to go Trash Box, too. I just don't have a lot of interest in it. Dan? You know, I, I would say Red Box, but I'll probably go a step up. I'm, I'm going to add an, even more categories to us here. <laughs> this is probably one that we're going to actually buy as soon as it comes out. Like, wow. Uh, I don't know if we'll go to see it in the theaters without checking some websites to see if my daughter can see it. Because, you know... She's 10 and all, and actually, uh, I took her to see Iron Man 3 last year, and, and Iron Man 3 was a little gritty, and in the middle of the movie, I don't know if you guys remember, in the middle of Iron Man 3, it gets a little gets a little intense, and she was yeah. actually like clinging to my arm, and she wanted to go home, so I had to explain to her that no matter how bad it gets, it's got to get that bad so that the good guy can win, so that kind of scares me with movies like this, because she's probably going to be able to get a little intense, so... You know, even though it's Disney, maybe they don't make it that scary. So I, I think there's a possibility I'll see it with the kids, but it's probably one that we'll just end up buying. Cool. All right. Because, you know, every year Tom Cruise must release some sort of sci-fi movie. On June 6th, we have Edge of Tomorrow. Cruise stars as Lieutenant Colonel Bill Cage, a man caught in the time loop of his final day in, his, in a battle of futuristic war but who finds he can hone his skills as he lives the same day over and over. It's like Groundhog Day in the apocalypse. Do you, you want to know the story? Did, did you read anything about the whole story behind how, how this happens? No. So apparently there's aliens that the reason why they're able to defeat us is because they have some sort of power that they can do this whole Groundhog Day thing. So the more they fight us, then they just keep fighting us, keep fighting us in a time loop. They figure out our weaknesses, and they're able to defeat us. Well, apparently Tom Cruise gets infected by something of one of these aliens, and all of a sudden he gets these powers. And that's why he's able to, because he's infected with the alien blood or something, so he's able to relive. So he becomes stronger. Each time he, he dies in battle, he learns a little bit more about fighting and fighting these aliens. And he also teams up with somebody who used to have these powers, Hours, apparently and now she doesn't but she can kind of understand she's the only one that understands what he's going through because she once had these powers even though he gets to he has to fight with her every single day so it's it's kind of a wacky sci-fi premise but 
But I, I don't. People give Tom Cruise a lot of flack for his personal life, which I can kind of care less about his personal life. To me, he's he's a pretty good action star. Uh, it looks like it's pretty well done CG. Uh, I, I'd give it a, a high red box. I, I don't know if I'd spend money because there's way too many other things I want to see, but I'd give it a high red box. Okay, Tony. Uh, red box. I mean, I, I've been, I always enjoyed Tom Cruise action movie. There's just something about how I didn't did you see like his it. last one? Yes, I did. And actually, I didn't mind that one. To be honest with you, I what, what was that piece of trash called? I can't even remember. Oh, was Oblivion? Oblivion. Yeah. I had no issue. Yeah, no, I didn't see it. it. Was bad. I had no issue, but Marty did. But he his tastes are a little bit be- better than Tony Marty skips did. through The Walking Dead, so we know. <laughs> but that's beside the point. But no, I mean, <clears throat> the, uh, so what I'm hearing is, well, listening to Dan talk was, I've got District Nine, Groundhog, and. Uh, the Last Samurai all rolled into one for this Tom Cruise movie. Okay, I'm there. Okay, I can red box this one. Your turn. Yeah, so if Tom Cruise, if they actually do something where like Tom Cruise learns how to play the piano every day and becomes a virtuoso by the end, I'm definitely in. If he pulls the Bill Murray thing, you know? <laughs> that movie was great, though, Groundhog Day. It, you know was, what? Um, it was good. It grows on you. This is one of those that I will probably really look at review. I won't go see it in the box office. Depending on reviews, I'll, I may rent it. So I'll, I'll go red box myself. All right. So, well, Dan, you got kids. So they might yep. be interested in this because I'm, I'm kind of interested in it on uh, June 13th. And I was hoping you'd go to this one. Oh, okay. I hope this is the right one. How to Train Your Dragons 2. Was that the one? Yeah, yeah. Nice, man. nice. Okay, so this was a big shocker for me when I went and saw How to Train Your Dragons 1 in the theater. Uh, my youngest son wanted to go see it, and I thought, yeah, I'll go along. And that ended up being a really good movie. So now they're coming back with uh, number two. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of uh, trailers on it, so I'm not sure what, what it's about. But if it has the same people that's involved in the first one, um, well, it's not my turn. Tony, you get to go first on this one. Um, it is a box office. My daughter and I have a date. We loved, nice. loved the first one. It, oh, I just, every time it's on TV and I think, I think we, we have the DVD. So yeah, we love that movie. So we'll be there for number two. Cool. Cool. I will probably, even though as much as I liked it, I can probably wait and, and rent it. So I'm going to say a uh, red box, Dan. Oh, I'll, me and my kids will be there first or second weekend for sure. That first one was awesome. Uh, I, I kind of find myself getting the kids. Hey, you don't you want to watch this? You know when they've got when they've got something else on loop because you know I, my kids are like all the other kids where they'll watch the same movie about a hundred times. If I could ever pry Frozen out of the DVD, I might get this <laughs> other one back in there. <laughs> oh, that is so, the whole Frozen thing. I, so I, I miss the whole Frozen thing. So my youngest son is. Um, 11 has no interest in it. So we just recently rented frozen a couple weeks ago just to see what we could see what it was all about. So, Oh, it's good. No, I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. It's just, it's just not as good the 20th or 30th time. Well, on one no, weekend. no, especially <laughs> probably go around the house singing and whatnot. And the song is actually amazing. It, yeah. the talent on that woman is amazing. Yeah. 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 And, and did you see the, uh, where she sang at the Academy Awards and John Travolta mm-hmm. mispronounced her name? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's, that was, I'm like, when I'm sitting here watching it live with my wife, I'm like, dude, that's not her name. And then next thing I know, there's memes everywhere. (laughs) I I can't throw stones on this show about mispronouncing anything. (laughs) Yeah. But you don't call, you don't call Marty like, uh, Joseph Connolly or something, you know, you don't call him (laughs) something like completely different or you would have to call him like Ray Chang to be completely different (laughs) because he wasn't even in the right hemisphere with, with, uh, that 
<laughs> this is true. Oh. Okay, so on June 27th, a pretty big movie coming out. Michael Bay is back with Transformers Age of Extension, and it looks like this time it's going to be the Autobots and the Decepticons, but who do we have in it now? The Dinobots. So I, uh, let's see, Tony went first on the last one. I will go first on this one. This is a huge trash box for me. I could not stand Michael Bay's uh, Transformer movie. His last one, oh my gosh, I am not giving that guy another dollar. I can I'm hanging it. up the phone right now. <laughs> I, I can no longer be on the show. <laughs> I was such a huge Transformers fan, and I went and saw that first one. I'm like, what did I just watch? And then I went and watched the next one. It was nothing but slow motion running of Megan Fox and explosions. And well, I, I, I take no, I take nothing, no claim for the second one being any good. Second one was was absolute trash. Okay, I'll, I'll get the, the first one was entertaining, but it went downhill so fast that I don't know if he can redeem himself. I could be wrong. I may be wrong, but right now I'm saying trash box. Dan, you didn't like the third one either. No. Oh. <laughs> Marty, oh, Marty, Marty. I if I could camp out right now for this movie, I would. I I want to see it so bad. Like you said, I grew up in in the eighties. I I loved Transformers. I even say it all the time. I wish there was a. I wish somebody would put out a deck building game for the Transformers. I love it so much. I I I want to see this movie so bad. I want there to be such a good Transformers movie. I just want all Transformers all the time. I don't care. We don't need humans. Just let them be on the screen. <laughs> just just, just bring us a Cybertron. Let them mess around. The problem with the second one was that there was way too many generic Transformers just running around the battlefield. We don't care about that. We want named people that we know, and that's what they went back to in the third one. There was a lot more named fighting. I mean, I love Bumblebee. I love Optimus. I, I mean, it's just it's so much fun. It's just I, I can't wait. I, I don't know how they're going to explain uh, Grimlock and all the rest of the Dinobots and Swoop. And I actually, I don't even think they call it Swoop in this one. I think they have a different name for him. But um, but the Dinobots in there, it. I really hope it's good. I mean, he's he is he does have a bad rep for a reason because he does put out some garbage and he's very formulaic with explosions. But the first one and the third one were good. And this, uh, I hope this one's good. I can't wait. I'm sure I'll I'll sit there with a smile on my face the whole time, whether it's trash or good. Later, I'll admit it's trash, but I'll love it the whole time, no matter how good, no matter what it is. <laughs> Tony, uh, I'm just gonna keep it short. I'm red box on this one just because I never got, I never was in the Transformer. Uh, a gang so i never got to you know i didn't play with the toys or anything like that but i did enjoy the first movie and i'll have to, i'll agree with you dan i third one i enjoyed that one so but um so yeah i'll, I'll definitely red box it that was the first time i think we had a spread was, was that a spread through all three yeah i think we had all three one all three different ones on that one speaking of michael bay we'll have another piece of trash he's coming out with later on they'll hit in a second okay spoiler oh, trying to think of what else trying to think of what else is put out i'll have to have to see what's coming on go ahead all right so on um july 11th uh the second installment of the planet of the apes dawn of the planet of the apes which is kind of basically the reboot from the really bad thing that mark Wahlberg, you know put out a long time ago and oh by the way he's in that awesome transform movies coming out too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so hey, Marky Mark could do no wrong, man. <laughs> Have you ever seen Wahlburgers? That's actually a really good show. In the it's, it's reality, but it's really good. His his family, the where he, where they follow his family, and they have a little uh, sandwich shop, uh, a hamburger shop up in uh, I guess it's Boston. But I'm sorry, go ahead. 
Nice, nice. <laughs> okay, so uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is going to take place a decade after um, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. So the forces of the apes have, have gotten kind of gotten stronger. Um, it's got some big names in it. We've got uh, Carrie Russell, Gary Oldman, um, Andy Serkis is coming back to do the uh, motion capture thing for um, Caesar. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I did the last one. Uh, Dan, what do you think? You know, I really was not into when they brought this last one, the, the Planet of the Apes. Uh, I, I was really anti it, but I, I watched it anyway from the Red Box. And I was really pleasantly surprised at the story. I thought it got a little ridiculous at the end. Uh, you know, because I, I just knew what bottom line was like, if they're going to do it in, 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 in nowadays times, I'm like, well, listen, we got the machines, we got the, the guns. They're just freaking apes. They're not going to overwhelm the, the world here. But I actually, the whole, the way the story went, I actually gave the first one a good, a good shot. And I actually thought it was a lot better than I expected. However, I do not think that's going to be the case with the sequel where they really buy into the fact that it's the planet of the apes and that they're going to start taking over. So, at best, this is going to be a a watch on cable TV. At best, wow. Okay, so I, yeah, got it. Tony. Okay. Well, first time I saw the trailer, I was all excited. I was like, "This is this is so box office." I am so there. And then the more and more I kept reading about, because this this is when I Dan I had the little the, the dolls, the Mego dolls. You know what I'm talking about from the. Um, you'd buy them at Eckerd's and there'd be these little like seven inch dolls. You can see them online. I had all the planet of the apes and that's what I had growing up. I love planet of the apes. So I'm like box office. Well, I'm at Redbox now. Redbox. Redbox. <clears throat> yeah. For me, I was one of those that was not very excited about the reboot. I saw the movie and the, the um, rise and I thought, well, that, that turned out a lot better than what I, I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I had low expectations and I came out better. So I won't go see it in the box office, but I, I will see the red box. But you know, the reason why they explained the apes were able to take over is because you remember that disease got out. It's killing off the humans. Ah, uh, okay. Um, the, you remember at the end of the first movie, whatever was that, um, if the humans contracted it or whatever, it killed them. Well, that uh, got, okay. that got out. That. So, and supposedly this has happened 10 years later after this is really widespread. So the human race is kind of dying off. And that's, that may be a little more plausible. Might, might add a little more to my, uh, to my wanting to see. Yeah. I'm seeing a blurb here. The simian plague is what it was called. <laughs> I've often been referred to that as from my ex-girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On July 18th, the latest sci-fi epic from the minds of the matrix the Wachowski brothers. We oh have Jupiter Ascending is the tale of Jupiter Jones played by, played by Mali Kunis, a down-on-her-luck peasant that's destined for far greater things. When she's targeted for an assassination, her journey to seek out her destiny and change the universe begins. And of course, who is there to protect her? None other than handsome guy Channing, Tate, Channing Tatum. <laughs> should we get an over-under on how many times he appears without a shirt on in this movie? <laughs> It's, it's, I'm going to have to go double digits, man. So, Tony, what do you think? Trash box. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I loved The Matrix, and then it got worse and worse with every Matrix that came out. So, I don't know that I have a lot of faith in the Wachowskis anymore. Right now, unless I read something good about it, I'm going to say trash box. Dude, do you know how – all right, guys. I know you're a little older than I am, but do you realize how hot Milo Kunis is? 
the, the, are are you aware of the of the giganticism of her hotness? That alone brings it to a red box. I mean, I would <laughs> listen. I I think this movie is going to be it's going to bomb at the box office because it's going to be probably pure crud, but. I'm willing to give it a red box just to see if I like this sort of sci-fi-ness. Because, I mean, we're sci-fi nerds. I mean, sure. maybe it could the, – the preview, I saw a trailer for it. I don't remember what I saw, but I saw a trailer for it in a the theater. And I was kind of into it. It looked a little weird, a little wacky, like she's just somebody from Iowa or something. And she's just – all of a sudden, she's the chosen one. And he's coming from nowhere to grab her. And she's got uh, – I don't know. Something wacky. It's a, it's a typical Neo thing. But I don't know. It probably won't be very good, but – It'll be worth an hour and a half of us staring at her. Well, wait a minute. This <laughs> my, this uh, Kunis girl here, Myla Kunis. So you don't know I'm who going, she is? I'm I'm serious. I mean, 70, I'm 70 show. Th- that 70 show, yeah. See, I never watched that. But see, she she just went down on the ladder for me because now she's dating Ashton Kutcher. I think they're engaged if they're not even oh. married yet. All I'm seeing is voiceover work, and I'm talking Family Guy, Robot Chicken, all this stuff I've never heard. I'm like, what, why has she been behind the mic all whoa, this time? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You've never heard of Robot Chicken? I've heard of Robot Chicken. I've heard You've, of Robot Chicken. Whoa, okay. Stop the presses. <laughs> you right now need to go and get Robot Chicken Star Wars episodes yeah, that and is laugh epic. your butt off. Oh, yeah. Okay, once again, Dan, this is where he and I, I don't know how in the world it is, other than being roommates at NC State, our humor is like opposite spectrums. You Dude, know? no, no, this is this is broad spread spectrum humor. <laughs> this it, So Robot Chicken is a, is a stop motion thing um, from um, Seth Green, who mm-hmm. used to be on Buffy. And uh, basically, it's just a bunch of guys sitting around making funny jokes, and they... they they cover. They have a regular uh, uh, episode or show. They just do little sketches, but they covered things like uh, Star Wars. And recently, they did, they did DC. It is the funniest thing watching yeah. Star Wars. They they do basically. They're only like fifteen minutes. I think they're on Cartoon Network. They're only like fifteen minutes long each episode, and yep. they usually have like an underlying theme. But it's all like old timey action figures, stop motion. And they always get really famous people to do all the voices in it. So they'll be making fun of Billy D. Williams. And he'll be the one <laughs> doing the voice, making fun of himself. Or Mark Hamill. They've got all these people. It's it's so funny. It's so hilariously written. It's really, really, really good, Tony. Especially the Star Wars stuff. You would yeah. love it. Uh, all right. Next time I'm over to your house, hook me up on Netflix and you can let me watch it. All right? Yeah, I don't even know if it's on Netflix. I can't even remember. How, I think we recorded it and watched it live. But anyway. <laughs> oh, by the way, one more thing on Jupiter Ascending. I also see that Sean Bean is in it. So, spoiler alert, I bet he dies. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, I'm going to throw this out here just because it's coming up. July 25th, does anybody have any interest in seeing Dwayne Johnson as Hercules? Or should I just move on? Oh, my God. <laughs> Is there anybody in the world that I love more than The Rock who will be terrible in this movie? <laughs> the guy has become such a bankable commodity, and then he picks this pile of crap to be in. God. Oh, I'll, I'll red box it Can I anyway. say that on your show? I'm sorry. Oh, you'll red yeah. box that? <laughs> I will red box that. Didn't That's they just, just release another Hercules movie recently? Earlier this year? I think they did. I have no idea. All right. For right now, for me, it's Trash Box. I was just, I didn't even, I'm surprised even somebody said Red Box. I, I'd Red Box. It, it's I, the I'll Rock. Pick it up when, I'll, I'll watch it when it's on USA. It's The Rock. You know it'll be on USA <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's such a likable dude, but it's going to be awful. Just seeing the pictures I saw of it, he's got a lion, he's got a lion on his head. Mm hmm. 
yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's what I'm looking at too. Hey, the Redbox sends me free codes weekly. I'm, I'm, I can use one of those. I'm good. How do you get that? You sign up right. for their texting, man. You become a, that's how you do it. Oh, okay. I'll try that sometime. All right, Tony, maybe this is more your speed. On July 25th, we have the next entry in the massively popular Step Up franchise, Step Up All In. Are you there? (laughs) Um, uh, Can we go to something real? Let's pick something real, okay? Oh, he wants to say he's going to be there. I mean, let's see. Him and his daughter. It was like it was Step Up All In. no, no. See, if 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 you bring daughter, then you can't make fun. That's, that's know, the thing. That's it. Wait a minute. You you've seen Step Up? Yes. Rebecca was watching it, and it was like a train wreck. I had, I'm sitting there going, "What the heck?" I was like, "Wow, this is." I got to step away. I, I'm losing. <laughs> I'm losing brain cells right now. I got to stop. So okay, let's get to the real thing. Okay, moving on. All right, here we go. August first, another entry into the Marvel universe. We have Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, this will be a sweep. Uh, Dan? Oh, this movie can't get here fast enough. I, w- I could camp out for this one, too. The trailer alone with the ooga chaka, ooga, ooga, ooga chaka, that is hilarious. I could watch that trailer every day, and I would just laugh. It's such a good – I never even read the comics or anything, and I didn't really know the story, but then I started getting into it more and more. I mean, I can't wait to see what Rocket Raccoon has to say because I know he's a wise guy, and 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 it's going to be just so comedy and just so over the top. I, yep. I can't wait for it. Bradley Cooper is doing the voice of Rocket, so he's doing a really good job. <laughs> uh, That's Tony? great. Oh, box office. I, I I don't know what happened. I don't know how this machine works. Okay, uh, you're right. That, <laughs> and, that trailer. And oh. and Tony, I hope you know who uh, Zoe Saldana is. Right? You know who she is. She's also I don't very know hot. The- She's also I, quite I'm hot, sure so. she is. I would have to look and I'll go, oh, yeah, her. So that's, you know, if unless she's on the CBS crime shows, I, I, have, very, <laughs> I, I have very little knowledge, okay? I apologize for that. But anyway, well, yes, box office. Uh, well, yeah, well, not just uh, Zoe, but uh, Karen Gillian. Now, I granted she does not look good in the makeup she's in, but um, – I miss Amy Pond. So, you know, however I can get Karen, awesome. But no no doubt, for me, this is actually at the top of my list for summer movies. And like you said, it was the trailer. I knew Guardians of the Galaxy a little bit. I knew it was supposed to be kind of campy. But the first time I saw that trailer, I think our family sat here and watched that about six times in a row. We are so pumped for that movie. And I am so afraid I'm hyping it up too much that I'm going to come out disappointed. But I hope not. Yeah. It's one of those that it, it doesn't matter what the world says. I bet you will still like it because it'll be funny enough that we'll probably still enjoy it. It would have to be pretty bad for us not to enjoy it. Yeah, I, I agree. And I hopefully hopefully it's one of those things where <clears throat> it's not a straight comedy. Well, it's not a guaranteed it's not going to be because it's part of the Marvel Universe. So somewhere it's going to fit into the mm-hmm. – uh, well, well, Thanos is in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. he, yeah. he, he's been cat or he, we know that he's in it. So it's going to tie back into the Avengers somehow. So I bet it will be, uh, you know, uh, probably a lot of comedy, but there'll probably be some serious storytelling too. I assume to tie in with the other Marvel universe movies. Right. And they'll probably going to start tying in the whole infinity gauntlet, I guess, uh, into, into everything. <gasps> oh, so, <laughs> I love the infinity. So we have, uh, my son bought that, um, uh, the graphic novel of that. And my, uh, my wife read it. And I said, you got to read this because I guarantee you Finley Gauntlet is coming soon. And so she read it now. She's, she's all up to date on everything. I can't wait for the Infinity Gauntlet story. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's I, I think awesome. I still have. I think I still have those comics. And and Dan, if you had told me uh, Zoe was in um, Star Trek Into Darkness as Ahura, I would have been right there with you. Man. Oh, okay. There's the tie-in. Okay, thank you very much. Well, she was also <laughs> she's also in um, Rosemary's Baby. Well, isn't no. she the uh, she's the girl in Avatar too? Well, she yes. plays the Avatar. I, I think of Avatar. Yeah, Avatar. Yeah. Oh That's yeah! Cool. Oh, yeah. See, you gotta, gotta see, keep me there. Oh, in it, but in this movie, she, she's green. She, she's not she blue. She was a tar- she, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a long neck. <laughs> All right, so August eighth. Here we go. You oh, know, this just, is the uh, this is the bay. I I forgot about this one. Just no, well, no, well, hold on, not that one yet. Oh, okay. Because uh, you can't get enough of Scarlett Johansson. Um, oh, true. Going no, and seeing uh, the Captain America movie. This trailer was on there, and I thought, what is this? And then I was like, okay, that's pretty good. Lucy. Um, uh, Scarlett Johansson uh, plays the title character, a young woman that's accidentally finds herself becoming the next evolution in humanity as she grows abilities behind human comprehension. Now, in the trailer, it's like these drug lords um, shove drugs into her. Yeah, she's a drug mule. Yeah, that's, and then like somebody kicks her something, and the bag burst, mm-hmm. and and then she like starts like using all of her mind and becoming super strong. So anyway, that's the whole premise. Um, for me. Uh, Minimum, minimum, minimum is Redbox potentially box office. Dan, Ooh. after what I've already said about Milo Kunis, Scarlett Johansson is is in another stratosphere, even above Milo Kunis and hotness. <laughs> so I'm going to have to go with with Redbox. But if if I could just cut out every scene that had Scarlett Johansson in it and just watch that and, <laughs> on mute or something, I, I'm so I'm sorry. You're you've lost even more listeners now because this movie looks so bad. But yet. <laughs> I would probably have to try and watch it just for her being in it. I, I feel bad saying it's going to be so bad because somebody put their life, you know, put so much heart into mm-hmm. it, but it looks so bad. Yeah, but I'll, I'll guy, probably give it a red box. Or It's from the guy that did Fifth Element. I don't oh, know no like way. Ooh. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yep. I Maybe I like it then because Fifth Element, and that's top five movie for me. As oh, bad as nice. Yeah, I love Fifth Element. Tony? Um, saw the preview when we saw Captain America. And I immediately sat up, paid attention. I'm I'm leaning towards the box office on this. I mean, you've got Scarlett, you've got Morgan Freeman. I mean, I'm just like, I enjoy Mark, Morgan Freeman. So I, I think this will be a, a box office for me. Maybe at the Cinnabar before the 6 o'clock showing so I can get it for $5. But do y'all have mint theaters where you can get um, dinner in it, Dan? Uh, Rollywood. Yeah, Rollywood has that where you can get, where you can get uh, dinner in it. Yeah. Yeah, and do they serve it on paper, um, crinkly paper in a basket? You know, I don't even I don't know if I've ever been there when they have done dinner. The only time I've ever been there, small tangent, and I'll promise keep this one quick. About ten years ago, ten or twelve years ago, whenever Friends ended, do you remember when Friends ended? Whenever, whenever that was, yeah. they had a uh, uh, the the local NBC NBC seventeen had a uh, a Friends lookalike contest, and I won for Ross. And I got to go to Rollywood because they had all the people up there who had all the the different friends characters, and uh, I got to go up there for the for Ross up there, and uh, nice. so that's when I was at Rollywood. That was actually pretty cool. It's a nice place. I've just never been there. It's on the other side of Raleigh. It's you know, it's only like it's probably only twenty minutes away, but it's a hassle. So yeah, I stay local. Understand? Understand? <laughs> you you stay in the containment area of um, anyway. Of all relocated uh, Yankees, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> also known as Carrie. Oh, well, okay. here, here's another thing for you. Now, this goes back to Lucy. Do you guys think that if if your life was narrated by Morgan Freeman, would you think you'd be a better person? <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I know I would be. 
If, if yes. I walk around and Dan finds a sandwich on the street, I'd be like, hey, Morgan Freeman's here. You know, I, I would feel so inspired to go do good with myself. Instead, I'm here making Scarlett Johansson jokes on a oh, Tuesday yeah. night. Nice. <laughs> that so, so that reminds me of something else. Have you ever seen the YouTube channel called Honest Trailers? Uh-uh. I love that channel. Oh, now I'll have oh, to okay. write it down. Now, now, Dan, here's one for you. <laughs> Honest Trailers. Basically, they, they take movies and just basically make fun of them. Like, okay, here's the trailer, but here's what it really should have been about. Oh, oh my gosh. It is the funniest. In fact, we just watched one tonight. They just did one for Attack of the Clones that me and my kids were in there just busting out laughing. <laughs> Honest Trailers. You got to go catch that. Anyway, so the guy who does uh, the narration for Honest Trailers has a typical movie voice. And um, like he does the... Um, the um, that the intro so to, funny. He does the intro for Walking Dead. No, no, you see the Walking Dead. Anyway, um, did you see Tony the one where he was walking behind yes. people talking in his? Oh, that voice? was so hilarious! I'm was, pretending I'm on the phone. <laughs> la, 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 la. It was the whole Mar- it was the whole Morgan Freeman thing, but he was walking behind people narrating their life. It was the funniest thing. <laughs> anyway, oh, honest trailers, go sorry. check it out. Honest okay, trailers, I definitely so will. lens flare, lens flare, lens flare. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's J.J. Oh, Abrams. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, you just got to watch it. All right. So all, on August 8th also is Uh-oh. the, the is other movie by producer uh, Michael Bay. <clears throat> Again, this is hurting me because I was a big fan as a kid. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, and, really? Yeah. And Tony, I'll let you start this one because I, I got to gather my thoughts here. Oh, I didn't know that was him. Really? Well, he's he the producer. It. He didn't he's direct not directing it. it. Okay. Oh, but if you look it, at the trailer, it's, it's it screams Bay. <laughs> <sighs> okay. All right. I love love the, the turtles. I'm a big turtle fan. Always have been. Megan Fox is April O'Neil. Okay. April is supposed to be smart. Right? She's correct. Okay. I'm not saying Megan's dumb. I'm saying, do we lose IQ points here? Okay. Redbox. That just kills me. That kills me. I I, I had so high hopes for this. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I mean, you you mentioned the four words that's killing me Michael Bay, Megan Fox. See, that just brings back memories of Transformers 2 right there. (laughs) I'm surprised she went back with him because did you know what she called him? Oh, yeah. It was something bad, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was the H word. She called him Hitler. Oh, and, and he still hired her back. Wow. Uh, yeah. So for me, it is. It's it's Redbox. It's one of those things. I'll probably read the reviews, and it could go down to Trashbox. I I'll probably go Redbox, but there's a chance that if it's if it's not too over the top, if if the kids' score is getting it, I might take my kids uh, to see it. I, I'm intrigued. The the turtles are all CG, so they're not even like Andy Circus. I don't even think like kind of deal. I think it's almost all CG. I think right. they're just acting to nobody, so it's not even like action. I mean, a uh, motion capture. Mm-hmm. It's probably not going to be very good, but it it has a chance. But man, even the trailers don't look that good. I mean, there's some action. There's going to have to be some humor from the, the turtles. The story is probably going to be a little wonky, but uh, you know, I have hopes. I it, the turtles. Like, I'm old enough where the Turtles were kind of after me. You know, mm-hmm. I was still in a Transformers and G.I. Joe age. The Turtles were kind of a, a shortly after that, I guess. So I, I'm not, I don't really have too much of a draw, but I'm, I'm hopeful. I, I, I'd say a red box at best. 
I'm going to give you two more words for your four words, so you'll go six, Marty. Okay. Goldberg. What? Are you serious? Is she in in it? Yes. Is she Shredder? (laughs) She might as well be. (laughs) No, no, she's, um, oh, who was the guy? Oh, man. Who was the guy? Casey. Casey. He carried around the hockey stick and helped the turtles. That's who she is. She's got the dreadlocks. Yeah. Or or um, Rasputin and, and all the other ones. God, oh. Anyway, well, you know who um, April's uh, cameraman is. Who's he's not going to be a, a, a lovable oaf. He's actually going to be useful. That's Will Arnett. Is actually going to be her cameraman. Uh, okay, okay. It just okay. You just gained points for me right there. He's I like funny, the Will dude. Arnett. Yep. I like Will Arnett. Lego him Batman and Lego movie was awesome. And um, I can't think of the other guy that's in it. That he's in all the trailers. He's in a lot of things. Uh. He's another decent actor, but he just picks bad roles at times. I can't think of his name. Anyway. All right. So on August 15th, was anybody a fans of Expendables? I love the first one, dude. I absolutely love it because I, again, 80s, Commando, Rambo, all that stuff. I mean, all these guys, Jean-Claude Van Damme and Jason Statham. He's like the coolest dude ever. Like, I love his movies. You know, I need to see the second one. So I, I mean, let me see the second one, and then maybe I'll, I'll red box the third one. I, I wouldn't pay. I'm not paying ten bucks to see that garbage, right. but I'll, I'll, I'll buy it in a red box. Right, Tony. Uh, red box. I need. I'm like you. I love the first one. I haven't seen number two yet. Yeah. And so that's red box. I need to catch it too. I don't know if you've heard the the new people that are in it. Well, Sylvester Stallone and Jason Statham are back, but they're adding Harrison Ford, Wesley mm-hmm. Snipes, Antonio Banderas, Kelsey Grammer, and Mel Gibson. So there you go. Now, why Kelsey Grammer? Like, is he some sort of action star? Did Did I miss the the uh, Kelsey Rambo? He's Beast, the next man. That's right, he's know. Beast, and he was uh, he was in that submarine movie too. What was the? Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, oh my gosh! If I could pull that name out of my butt, that would be so funny. Operation so, Petticoat. Yes, no, no, Is that no, right? no. It, oh, I know which one you're talking about. Sub. Um, oh, it's not going to come to me. Somebody mm. can IMDb it real quick. All right, in mm. the last movie, thank August twenty second, dude. What did you say thank you for? Jeez. Um, because Pete, we're down to us three re-listening to what we just said on, on when it gets released, this podcast. <laughs> it's just going to be us three. So anyway, moving on. Sorry. Last one, August 22nd. And this is a follow-up to a movie I really enjoyed um, about 10 years ago. Frank Miller's Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. I loved the first Sin City movie. I thought it was so well done and it was so unique. Um, for me... I don't know if I'll spend the money to go see it, but it, I will rent it the first week it comes out. You know, I'm going to lose some points here, but unfortunately, I've never even seen the first Sin City. Oh, okay. And that's one of the few things that, you know, there are those holes in everybody's, you know, repertoire. I've, I've just never seen it. I'd like to see it, but this one, if if I saw Sin City and liked it, I'd say this is probably a red box, but I'll probably wait till it comes on regular TV sure. or, or trash it. I can't love everything, I guess. No, no, no. But, um, if, if you ever see the first one, give it a shot. Well, I'm big into cinematography and the artsy type stuff. Yeah. The way, it, the way it's shot and everything is really cool. Like, everything's in black and white, except every once in a while they'll show splashes of red on the screen. It's just kind of really, really neatly done. His, his was actually called Down Periscope. Somebody else must have been That's in the it. other one that was based on Down the old Periscope. TV show. Somebody was on the he, somebody was on the one that was on based on the old TV show. I don't know if it was Steve Martin or somebody else that was on one. It was... Do you know the, the old TV show, like the 60s TV show? Yes. I can't think of who was in that one. 
Anyway. The 60s TV show about there was the wasn't there the 70s one where they paint the um, thing pink, the the submarine pink. Is that what we're talking about? I think so. Yeah, yeah, that was. Oh yeah, I, I watched that growing up, but I can't remember the name. I, it was. I remember watching it because they painted pink because the gray can got shot up uh, when they were painting it. Yeah, because the, the 60s would have been Mikhail's Navy. So that's what that's what it was, Mikhail's Navy. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, that's it was. right. They did remake that one, didn't yep. they? They, they? They remade Mikhail's Navy with Steve Martin. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. But yeah, down. I unfortunately there. watched both of those. Uh, <laughs> so, Tony, did you ever see Sin City? Uh, I saw five minutes of it. So, Trash Box. Got it. Got it. All right. That's it. That covers all the huge. There was a lot of movies this summer. I know huge. Steve Martin with Sergeant Bilko. Man, Sergeant all these Bilko. bad movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, he, hasn't, but, he hasn't made a good movie since The Jerk anyway. So. Oh, The uh, Jerk was excellent. I'm sorry. Oh, plane, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Uh, oh, back in awesome. the box. Back in the book. Yeah. yeah. Back all in the book. All, all of me. All of me. Let go. <laughs> sorry. Lily Tomlin. Mm-hmm. All right. Another good movie. Hey, I'm drinking. Let me give you another recommendation, guys. Oh, recommendation. You ever, uh, there you go. Uh, Aviator Brewing Company up here in, uh, I think it's up in Fuquay. So I don't know if you like IPAs. Aviator has a lot of good beers, but I'm drinking a Hogwile IPA from oh. Aviator Brewery. Very good brewery. Okay. You, you're going to be really disappointed to hear that I'm, I'm not a beer drinker. Well, are, are you, uh, you, you take me as a uh, scotch guy. Are you a scotch guy? No, I, I, I don't like the taste of alcohol. Really? How about that? Nope. I've tried different things. I just, everything I've tasted, it tastes like cough syrup to me. It's definitely an acquired taste. It's weird. It is an acquired taste. I guess I just never, never acquired it. Mm-hmm. I, I've, people say, here, try this, try this, try this. And it's like, eh, I don't know. Tony's the heavy drinker on our side. So. Yeah, right. No, see, <laughs> I, and I'm the same way. I mean, I appreciate the recommendations, but no, I don't, I don't like the taste of beer. I think a lot of it, it turned off in college. It was the stale smell the next day. Of puke after it came uh, back up. Oh, that just yeah. resonated. Well, that's and what I, happens at state. You know, when, when you go to state, they don't really bring out the good beers. They just bring out all the, the bad swag stuff. And. Uh, okay, you, wrote, you went up to Western Boulevard where the A&P was, and they'd bring back – Probably, I think it may have been Pabst. I don't know what they brought back, red and white. I don't know. All I know is that I had a bunch of guys in my suite, and let me just say, every Saturday morning, it was nothing like trying to get to the suite bathroom, and you had to lift your legs off the freaking floor. Cause, oh, God. Oh. You know the best thing about Western Boulevard? The best thing. The best thing about Western Boulevard is uh, Char Grill, isn't it? That's up there in Western, oh. isn't it? Yes. No, it's on uh, it's on Hillsboro. Oh, okay. It's one over though, isn't it? Pretty much it's yes. one over. Yeah, yeah. It's, it runs. That throughout. place and is yes, amazing. Every Just. time we every time we go, my son has to go because now he's like addicted to it. And so now when he goes to state, it's like, how am I going to get to Char Grill? I said, you'll find a way. Everybody finds a way to get to Char Grill. <laughs> now, have you ever done the Krispy Kreme run? No, uh, every, I want to. I really want to too. It's uh, people come from all around to do that. Uh, and now that all these wacky 5Ks are, are popping up, that's even becoming even more popular. Yeah, what we're talking about is um, at uh, NC State, they have something called the um, the donut, I guess, donut run. Is it, and it's, is it five? I don't think it was five. I don't think it's five. I don't I think, think it's, it's five K. miles. Is it really that long? I think it's I, because I was wanting to do it, and I don't know if I could do five miles. I could do 5K. But here's the deal. You run a couple miles, and then you have to eat a dozen donuts and run back. <laughs> There's your run right there. And people do this every year, and it sounds awesome, and I want to do it. You know, and there's a lot of people. I think you have to do all that to be considered part of the quote-unquote winning 
part. So I think people will just sometimes they go, they eat a couple donuts, give them away, yes. and they just want to do the run. Right. Yeah. No, that's true. Only those that are competing for the prize have to eat a dozen. Most people don't. So anyway, yeah, so yeah. that wraps up the first installment and probably the last of. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was great, dude. I hope I really hope people love it. I really this was awesome. Box office, red box, and trash box. Coming up, our game of the month. Say it, Tony. Was it Ravencloft? Ravencloft, man. <laughs> it's Castles of the Ravencloft. And now it's time for the Dice Tower Network game of the month. All right, we appreciate you hanging around with uh, Marty, Dan, and myself, and we're going to quickly go into the board game of the month here at the Dice Tower Network. Uh, for May, we, like I said, I've already screwed it up, gotten a lot of grief about it, so Castles of Ravenloft, or any Dungeons & Dragons type game. I, I, Marty, what, what did we really decide on over there? It was the Dungeons & Dragons board game system that uh, Wizards of the Coast put out. There's three of them, and now I've just forgot the middle one. This Castle Ravenloft was the first... Uh, Wrath of the Shardalon. Thank you. And Legend of Dritz is the uh, last one. Okay. So they, they put out uh, three of them. I own Ravenloft, and I've, but I've also played Legend of Dritz. And I've, I've played Ravenloft with you. And Dan, how about you? I've played Ravenloft and a Shardalon. I haven't played Dritz. I've seen it played once, but I really, uh, that's the one I really want to buy. Yep. Um, as, as far as the game is, if, if nobody has played it, it's it basically it's your basic dungeon crawler. You have uh, tiles, uh, a stack of tiles uh, that you have start at the beginning of the game. You have a starting tile. There is some scenario that you're playing through, which is what um, I kind of liked. You're actually playing through a story, uh, which I appreciated. And as you explore the dungeon, a tile flips over, and based on what's on that tile, monsters can pop up that you have to deal with. Most of the scenarios have you maybe looking for something. You want to try to find a certain tile where there's an altar or something an artifact or something you're supposed to collect and when you do that there's typically a big bad at the end that you have to fight you usually have to collect the artifact and get back now the scenarios can vary one of the hardest ones we ever played that we never finished was in Ravenloft where the people start on four corners of a map and you have to try to find each other and meet and that was brutal because we usually work together as a, it's a co-op game. So you're playing against the game itself. Um, but uh, in this scenario, you, you, you couldn't rely on anybody else to help you out and you had to try to find each other. And we actually never did finish that scenario, but this game is really special to us because we picked up this game when it first came out in, was it 2010, 2011 uh, when it first popped out. Um, my wife was just getting into board games and this really almost, she says it introduced her to RPGs because she was playing a named character and she felt like she had these special powers. And, you know, if you get enough XP, uh, you can turn it in and flip over your card and like level up and get more powers. She has really always appreciated this game. We hadn't played, I hadn't played it in a while before last time we played it, but I was actually even thinking about selling it. And she told me, she said, don't sell that. She said, it actually has sentimental value to me. Even if we don't play it again in the future, I just, that always is the one that kind of brings me back in. So that one has a special place for us just for that memory. Dan, I mean, uh, what was, what's been your experience playing with it? You know, it's, it's pretty cool. Like you, you learn a lot of things, you know, it's funny. One of the uh, funny jokes you always hear about when you, uh, 
when you play like D and D or anything like that, it, don't split the party. But like stuff like that comes out when you're playing these games. It's like, hey, why don't you guys go investigate over here, and we'll go investigate over here, and then and then at the end you're like, yeah, we shouldn't have, shouldn't have split the party because just things just you think things are coming out, you defeat one or two things, and next thing you know, it's just it's all goes to heck and in a handbasket real fast and. Uh, it, they're just so much fun. I mean, they can be pretty brutal. They can some of the scenarios can be brutal. Some of them can be easy. But it, it actually is really fun. It's hard because a lot of the people I play with they're hardcore euros. So it's like games like this are, are like kind of beneath them. Even though like there are a lot of people that like them. So I mean, I I enjoy these games. I, I really think they're they're pretty cool. Yeah. Tony? Um, and first off, you didn't correct me, so I'm going to get a lot of abuse of my adding <laughs> words. It's Castle Ravenloft, not Castles of Ravenloft. It's like Lords of the Waterdeep. Good God, Marty. Where are you? It's, it's like Dan said, don't split the party. Don't leave your wingman, man. Come on. <laughs> carry, me, carry me out, man. Um, the, 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 you know, this is one of the first games you introduced me to, and I really enjoyed it. You know I love my co-op games. I love you know the, the Pandemic, Robinson, all that stuff. So I really enjoyed this game. Oh, we got, we're breaking up in another one. I hear you. And um, it, it, I enjoyed it. I want to play it again. I'd love to get another time. I've always, when I'm over at your house, I'm always saying, can I borrow this? And I can't say, ah, don't, how will I be able, you know, how long does it take to play? Is it one that, you know, Donna would enjoy? Because she loves that co-op game. And I want to give it another try. I, I remember it. It's one of those games where, oh, this is what happened to us. It's one of those where if, if a story happens, yes. you, you know, you'll be able to relive it. Oh, do you remember when? Because when we played it and we tried to play it a second time, well, the first time we played it, it was like we turned over three or four tiles and game over. Because, yeah. uh, Dan, we split the party. <laughs> so, but, yeah. but that's but that's what's so cool about uh that series of games or or some, uh, like uh mansions of madness there there's always a story to be told afterwards and dan i know that i have the friends too who are heavy into euros and it's beneath them but to me when you play a game like uh, this dungeons and dragons series there's always a story to be told after whether you win or lose yeah and it, it usually revolves like, around me rolling a one yeah <laughs> that's right <laughs> But but it's you got the scenario and you're going back again and again. It's it's got that replay. You you want to try to well think about it. I mean, what made you go play? What well Gauntlet? Why did you keep going into Gauntlet looking for food? Video game. I know I pulled that in, but it was the same stuff. Elf over needs over. food badly. Tony I, needs food Tony badly. Needs, <laughs> it's just why why do you why are you going there again? But this is the same thing. You're going into a dungeon. What more can we explore? Why? I mean, it's the same thing for RPGs. I mean, you just, what's the story? And that's, that's what's great about this game. Yeah, and uh, they've really uh, done a nice job on it, using the same tiles over and over and having, oh my, I cannot stand it. You know those environment cards that pop up that affect the whole game until another environment card comes up? And it'll be like, you know, there's fog in the dungeon and you can't see, you know, uh, in front of you anymore. Or you spring a trap and like these spikes come up or poison fills the room. They have all those nice little things that really feels like you're, you're crawling through a dungeon. The, the models are really nice. Um, you, you get uh, nice models for your characters and for all the, uh, uh, all the, all the, uh, the, the men, the bad guys. I mean, and you guys and are paint, painters. Aren't, aren't you guys painters? Or no, we we've dabbled, but I've not painted these. No, okay. Uh, I've I, seen I some real good it. pimped out D and D games. I've seen some pimped out ones that look really good. Yeah, and that would make a huge difference if they were all painted. But I just haven't taken the time to do them all. But um, I, how's the one in the middle, the uh, uh, of the series? Oh, it's brutal. 
it, I think it's even harder than uh, Ravenloft. I, oh, okay. uh, I think some of those scenarios, I, I, that one I've only played a couple of times and we just got just absolutely trounced on it where I keep hearing how Ravenloft is in the middle. Uh, Drist is a little easier because the, the characters are so strong. Uh, and I hear that uh, Charlon is just a real hard one. It's almost like they, they kind of went, they ramped up the difficulty in a second one and then they brought it back so people would, would beat the third one a little more, but they almost went too far is what I keep hearing. Okay. Yeah, the couple times I played um, the third one, um, we really didn't have a problem. Uh, but there were many times playing through the scenario book of the uh, the first one. We had to play a scenario multiple times before we could finish. Now, it was getting frustrating after a while. And my wife is the type of, we can't move on. Until we finish this one, <laughs> we cannot move on because we must progress the story by finishing this one scenario. So... We were pretty strict on it. It's kind of like the, uh, the the Pathfinder Adventure card game right? we're playing right now. If we lose a scenario, we don't move on. We reset the deck and start all over again. Do you go back to the first adventure? No, no, no. no. Just the current one we're playing. Oh, okay. Oof, man. No, yeah. Just the current, <laughs> just the current scenario card. And, and each one of these are standalone, right? I'm not getting them confused Correct. like often. Right. Okay, good. All right. So, so I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I, like you said, Ravenloft, love to introduce it. But then again, I can't even get Mice and Mystics on the table with my family. So, yeah, what's my chances here? So, okay. Did you play um, Pandemic before you played Ravenloft? Uh, no. Well, which one did you have first? Which game did you have first, Pandemic did, or Ravenloft? When did, pan, when did Pandemic come out? Oh, good. Anybody know? I'm pretty sure was. Pandemic came out before because Ravenloft was 10, 10 and Pandemic yeah. had to be before that. That was that's eight. What I, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. So, yeah, you did play Pandemic first because I got Pandemic soon after it came out. Well, yeah, but I, you know. Yeah, well, I Pandemic is eight. Pandemic is eight. Yeah. And, uh, I was and, just I was just thinking co-op game. But I told you, they may, they may like Ravenloft. It's different. I mean, you're going to expose them something. They've probably heard Dungeons and Dragons, may not know what it is, but you know, you kind of expose them to that world. It might, they might like it. You never know. It really is an easier D and D. I mean, it's D and D on a board. I mean, it's it's closer to D and D than Pathfinder is, but yet mm-hmm. it still has that that feel. Yeah. When I say Pathfinder, well, I mean like the Pathfinder a card game, not not yeah. Pathfinder <clears throat> Pathfinder, <laughs> which yeah. basically is just a D and D light. <laughs> The, the only thing, the only probably drawback I ever had with the game was, um, you know, if you level up in a scenario, you start back at, at level one. You don't keep that level uh, every time you play. That's one thing I kind of appreciated about Descent is that you can kind of build up your character over time throughout the story. Um, I like that part. I like the character building aspect, which is kind of why I really like the Pathfinder Adventure game because now I'm building my character and he's a lot better now than what he used to be. And the and the game ramps up with it. I, I think that that's the problem is that they never really balanced. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I, I don't think they balanced the scenarios in Ravenloft and the box games, whereas I think they kind of, they in Descent, they kind of made the game with that in mind. Like they, they have that in mind that, to get to this uh, different, the next adventure or the next level, or if you're playing the original Descent with the campaign, they assume that you're going to be leveling up as you get to these things. Uh, and the same thing with Pathfinder, like Adventure B is just a you know a little bit harder, but if you get to like C and D or whatever uh, in in that box, you know they expect you to be OP by then. Yep. And um, I'm really curious because you know this is the 40th anniversary of D and D. And obviously they're releasing their big, I'm not sure. I think it's still called D&D Next. I don't know if they've officially called it anything yet, a new title. 
I haven't heard anything yet, but it'd be cool if they released another D&D-based game. You had the Lords of Waterdeep, you had the expansion, you had these games. I kind of wish they released another board game within that world since it is the 40th anniversary. you got to think they've got something up their sleeve because um, Rodney's been pretty – he's the, the guy that made Lords of Waterdeep. They've been pretty quiet, and they, they'd probably be good for an announcement of some sort because last year right after Gen Con is when the expansion came out. And it's been a long time since that came out, as as popular as it is. Same thing with with these box games. Like Drist came out a long time ago, um, yeah, yeah. and I guess uh, what was their minis game? I, I guess that they kind of DC'd that, I think. And I thought that was decent. The the whole premise of it, I really liked that little board game. Uh, what did what did they call the 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 D and D board game where it's kind of like a skirmish game on a map where it was all card driven? Wow, that's drawing a blank for me. You miss out, I'll pull it up on Wizards, but that's the thing. Like they've got all these IPs that um that I expect them that they would have something either with those IPs or independent. They've been awfully good about uh keeping everything secret because we haven't really heard a whole lot other than next. It was called Dungeon Command, is what I'm talking about. Okay. And are they, are they re releasing that? What's the what is it they're getting ready to re release? Is it Dungeon I'm sorry, I thought that maybe I'm confusing myself. Somebody's re releasing Dungeon Quest, aren't they? Yeah. That's not or, Wizards, though. Don't you, well, isn't that the thing that they've been trying to re-release forever that they can't get the license for? Isn't that the one that, oh, uh, maybe that, that maybe they keep putting up it. the false uh, Kickstarters? And they, maybe, okay, maybe that's not it. Yeah. Oh, okay, never mind. I'm giving out false information. Never mind. I'm getting all these dungeon things confused. Well, and then there's also the... Uh, there is... Wow. This is, this is what happens at midnight. Um, Fantasy Flight is putting something... Re-releasing something, and I will yes. pull that up in a minute. You guys talk about... Tony, hey! Hey, how's it going? Join, join us. <laughs> <laughs> no, y'all are having a good conversation. I'm sitting here learning and, and doing like I always nah, do. I am. But I was going to say, that, that I was brought up the whole 40th anniversary thing. This is kind of one of the reasons why we picked um, this series of board games. Just kind of give homage to um, to uh, D&D's 40th. You know, what board game could we talk about that has that ties in with this? And obviously there was Lords of Waterdeep, but we thought, hey, let's, let, let's try this one. So that's where these series of games come from. And you, d- you don't see these on the table a lot anymore. A couple months ago, we did get uh, the Legend of Drift out to our game club a couple times, and, and we tried it out, and it seemed to be pretty popular. But I don't know that people are playing it a lot anymore. It's not like they're releasing any expansions for it or anything like that. Yeah, I, yeah, it's hard telling. Uh, I wasn't there for that game club, but I've put it on my BGG trade list, so we'll see what happens there. For, to get what? Uh, Dritz. Yeah, you'd want that one. Don't get Ravenloft. Yeah, yeah, I've got that I, for you. Got you got that one. I don't, I don't need that one. But And I really, I really need to let you borrow that and see if, if you like it before you trade for it. But, I mean, from my standpoint, I mean, I can't believe that it's 40 years. 40, God. Yeah. 40 years. Yep. Uh, and, and Marty, so, I think you're right. It is, it's Dungeon Quest. I think that uh, Fantasy Flight is redoing. I kept thinking of Hero Quest, which is the one that everybody kept infringing on. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So Dungeon Quest is the one. And supposedly they're they're streamlining it or something or making it easier and people are upset because they didn't want to use it. I don't know. I don't know. I never played the original Dungeon Quest. I've heard it's really good. I I haven't played it either. Uh, some guys in the group have it, uh, but I haven't heard a whole lot. So there's our um there is our May game of the month. And even though we're recording this early in May, it's gonna be released late in May. We can go ahead and announce what the Dice Tower Game of the Month is going to be for June, assuming this doesn't change, and I don't think it is because this fits. Gentlemen, what in June is having its 10-year anniversary? What board game? 
Take Get it Tony. To Take it to ride. Yep. Locomotive breath, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Jethro Tull over there. I'm yeah, looking forward it. to this. Mm-hmm. Have you guys pre-ordered? You are you going to get the? Uh, I think I'm going to. I, I think I think uh, Tony's telling me I don't need it. You don't need it. You, you guys both have expendable right income now. That a kid's flying the coop. You got expendable income now. Uh, they're paying for college. Dude. Well, you guys are in state, and oh no, no. What do you guys? Tony, yours is going to Clemson. Yes, is that what it is? Out of state. Out of state. Uh, yes. And Marty's going to no. Do I have it backwards? Yeah. No, you, you got it right. Oh, you okay. Got it right. See, because no. Marty, you've got money. Because state, I'm sure, going in state to state, what is that like? Fifty dollars a month. <laughs> <laughs> you are going to be so sticker shocked by the time your kids get oh, to college. Yeah, especially if they want to go to Campbell, which is ridiculous nowadays. Oh yeah. Do uh, you got your five twenty nine set up there, dude? I sure do. Oh, yep, smart man. Yeah. No, I, so anyway, so so the the June game of the month is going to be Ticket to Ride, and I really want to pull the trigger and get the tenth anniversary because it just looks so good. Uh, Tony, do you have my Ticket to Ride? Is that my Ticket to Ride you're playing with? No, I uh, when the game you store, bought it. Yeah, whoa, game whoa, store. Whoa. Family family show, guys. Family show. Yes, yeah, I got your ticket. <laughs> yes, uh, I got your ticket to ride right here. <laughs> uh, no, my ticket to ride is you know when that uh, when the oh, unfortunately that game store went out of business. He sold he sold his library. So I I said, "It's ticket to ride." He goes, "Yeah, if you take it, yeah." I said, "Okay." I, so I picked it up. I mean, love playing that game. Very good. Well, I can't wait to talk about that because I've played it a bunch over um, spring break down at my in laws, and I'm trying to convince my mother in law to might as well buy me the 60th anniversary so I can give her my copy. 60th anniversary? I mean, six, um, I'm sorry, the $60 one. I'm sorry. The 10-year the yeah. anniversary, the $60, you know? I felt like Tom Cruise, we're reliving the same day over and over. Yeah, We've gotten man. to the 60th anniversary now. 60th anniversary. Yeah. Is it 60 online? I think that's what I saw it for. Yeah, it's, it's either, I think it's 60 uh, cool stuff. Okay. Something along right. those lines. Now, if you check cool stuff at Amazon, it's going to be 120. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was having that discussion the other day. Cool stuff selling stuff through Amazon at inflated prices. Really? You don't uh, know that? Oh man. Oh yeah, yeah. that's all no discussion. <laughs> but anyway, so so there's our there's our uh, series. It's, it's seventy dollars. Uh, seventy dollars. Seventy sixty nine ninety nine. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so other shows are um, uh, covering this. Um, please check the uh, geek list on uh, Board Game Geek. In addition, we have a thread in the Dice Tower that uh, has the uh, the game of the month, where we're going to have updating what podcasts are talking about it. Play the games. Let us know what you think about uh, the whole Dungeon and Dragons uh, board game uh, series of board games. And we'll be talking about on a Geek All Stars next month about Ticket to Ride. We're, we're going to focus more on the iOS. Uh, that's what we had kind of planned, even though we're going to, we probably might get into the 10th anniversary, but we'll talk about the, uh, the iOS part of it too. And uh, I didn't realize we were going into the D and D board game version. We might actually have to talk about that next show. And um, well, one more thing though, uh, now that you mentioned that uh, on the, I love tabletop.com, you people will not be able to do this cause it's already going to be over. If you happened to have pledged $10 before it closed, you get a free copy of ticket to ride. Uh, the electronic version. Oh, okay. Wow, I was going to say, yeah, whoa. Yeah. You, you really need it, to specify it, that part. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. And I don't know if it's the iOS. It may be the PC version. I'm not sure. They're, they're, but um, uh, Days of Wonder has given away codes for a downloadable version of Ticket to Ride. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's pretty cool. Hey, either way, they're both good. Yep. Yep, they are. 
Well, guys, um, I don't know what Marty's going to do with this show. We are talking a two-hour show here, and wow, we may have to go part one and part two like Dan did with his dice show. How long, <laughs> how long was that show, man? That was wow. That was that was like four hours when we did the dice tournament show. Yeah, yeah. it was it was great. We we knew it was going to be a long one. But yeah, that's why we had to put it to two. But that was a lot of fun doing those tournaments. Those NCAA style tournaments are fun. That's another every year thing. Man, we just see that's just it, Marty. You gotta get your kids on up there and go on, so we can just move on back to the to Raleigh, and we could all come together and commune up there. You know, dude, I would love to host a weekly game night if I get you guys over here. That would be fun. Oh, that would be so much fun. Yeah, the. well, I'll be taking some regular trips up there, you know, coming in the fall and the following, you know, the following four years. So we'll have to hook up and do something. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what I was telling Tony when he comes up here for business. Come on over. Give us a call. Yeah, that, that'd be fun. And I'm I sorry that uh, that my presence has elevated you guys to the, the depths of two-hourness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so now the other shows are going to be picking on us because we always pick on them for their long shows. It's like, ha-ha, you did it too. All right. So, you know, these were my questions for Dan. So, as you know, Dan, we do the at the table segment. And what, oh, awesome. is, what is your biggest pet peeve? Uh, I, I think you guys have covered this on a pet peeve, but I'm going to have to say phones at the table. I flipping hate it. Like when I, <laughs> when I have like a game day, I want to have a little bowl that just say, put your phone in here because we're going to play. I can't stand it when people are playing iOS things, even, I, even if it isn't your turn and you do mm-hmm. stuff like that. I just, I just hate it. It drives me insane. Did, did you see our video on that one? No, I didn't see it, but I remember you guys have talked about it in the past. I'm really behind on Board Game Breakfast. For whatever reason, I'm not a big YouTube watcher. Like I, When, when oh. something brings me to it, like I love Board With Life, and I kind of go out of my way. Like They had a great segment today. I don't know if you guys oh saw it. Oh, my gosh, on, on the Marvel Dice Masters. Oh, it was hilarious. Oh, my gosh, Masters that segment. was so funny. But, uh, like, but as far as other YouTube stuff, I have a few things that I subscribe to, um, you know, I always subscribe to Joel and Rodney, so it like kind of eats my time up. Um, mm-hmm. And Lance, so I, I I need to get into some of uh, some of Tom's things. I guess it's it's kind of sacrilege that I say I don't see board, board game <laughs> breakfast on, it, and I'm on a Dice Tower no, Network. No. But well, here's the thing: if you go search our name on the uh, on YouTube, we have a channel out there. They're like two minutes long. Oh, but cool. We did one on we did one on phone, so it won't, won't take a lot of time. But anyway, I'll watch uh, it after told- the show for sure. Yeah, totally. I totally get the whole phone thing, which is why that was one of the early ones we did. Oh yeah, because that that drives me nuts that you're sitting there, unless of course you're tweeting to uh, at Dyson no, names. That oh, I thought you were gonna say your wife because that's what we're sitting there, with Tony. <laughs> we're playing with Tony. It's like, so what is that? It's the wife. Turn the phone off. Okay, I'm helping Dan out here. I'm going. You know, unless you're tweeting to at Dyson names or. At the Geek All Stars or at Geek Jock Blog. See, at Geek Jock Blog is my personal one. That's where I kind of do most of it. Uh, at the Geek All Stars, we put a few of the announcements up. And M- Marty, I don't even know why you would go to the game club. Your wife reads comic books. She plays games. Why? Why would you ever go to these places if you've got the perfect gaming companion right at home? And you got four, what, three boys. Well, one of them is going to be shipped out in a little while, but you know. Yeah. No. No. That, that's that's true. That's true. I guess maybe it's for the uh, um, the adult thing of um you know playing in a, in a nice place however once school is over she'll be going with me oh very cool i guess you have to get out to hang out with tony because you know you got to go see your boys and see i don't get to go that often tony never comes it's rarely uh, yeah but we won't even go there we just we just it, won't even it go. is so it is so funny when he shows up and, and it's like who are you yeah I know. i'm it's the like, guy who makes the name badges for the club okay that's who i am <laughs> Dude, let me tell you, I love when you guys talk about WKRP because 
again, kid of the '80s. I think it was in syndication by the time I started was able to watch mm-hmm. TV, and I absolutely loved watching those shows because you know my dad listened to all that type of music and stuff, and I've always loved you know classic rock and everything. And those shows just cracked me up. And as every little kid, I had a crush on both of those women on that show. But oh. you know they were they were Bailey. hilarious. It just comedy was Bailey was underrated. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, she was the real hot one on the show. I totally, I 100% totally agree. It's almost like the, the Marianne Ginger thing. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's like, oh, the Ginger's supposed to be the looker. Jennifer was supposed to be the looker. No, it was Bailey. They did that on purpose. You know they absolutely did. Oh, yeah. Easily. Easily. That's just, oh, great show. Great show. Uh, I'll keep talking because there was another thing I had a question about. But keep going, Marty. I don't know. You said you had like three questions. I'm sure you had them written down because you were like looking down at a piece of paper. And I no, thought you I'm were looking prepared at that. over there. I was, well, I, was, I want everybody else to join us on your guild on Board Game Geek. Okay. To get into some conversation on uh, Roll Dice and Take Names on Board Game Geek. We can do that. I was just trying to plug you guys. Give you some. Yeah, I appreciate it. About. <laughs> you said, you said talk, so I figured uh, I was helping you with yeah. your outro. Now, do you have, do you have a guild? <laughs> yes, don't we do you, for the Geek All Stars. I thought you did. I thought, I thought yeah, we did. we uh, actually we have a little thread going on right now for the top eleven Feld. We want all the schmoes out there to give us their top eleven Feld games because within the next few episodes we're going to do our our top eleven Feld countdown. Nice, because we don't do top tens because everything is better that goes to eleven. Yes, so we, Spinal Tap. There you go. Oh yeah, uh, another big movie of mine. So so yeah, yeah. we're we we still have to get together because there's a couple of us um in the little core group that haven't played a few of the Felds. Um, I mean, I know I'm lacking on a couple of the older ones, um, but uh, I know the uh, the two player one, the uh, uh, the builders duel, the pillars of the earth. That's actually a Feld, the pillars of the earth uh, builders duel, the two player. Uh, really, so Chris and uh, and a couple others haven't played it, so we're going to try to get some of those uh, to the table. And there's a uh, it's something about oh I can't think. Is there, there's an anteater game? He's got like a kids game too. We got to play that. That's actually kind of fun. So it's, we've got some more felds to pick up on, and that's that's on the on our uh, the Geek All Stars Guild. I'm sure my rambling will be edited out, but that's all right. I'm no, sure no, 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 because I ramble constantly, <laughs> where the show would be like five minutes long, dude. D minor is the saddest of all chords. So, <laughs> so what what is Dan's favorite tech or game that he likes? Not game name, but like, is it worker placement? What is it? Genre, genre. Thank you. That's the term. Yeah. Well, I mean, I am kind of Doctor Deck Builder, so I've got to go with deck building. But I'm a big worker placement guy. Well, well, yeah, but hold on. Which which one? Like deck building, like the magic type deck building, or dominion? Oh no, no, ascension. Absolutely. Ascension. I've played. I've played about fifteen hundred games of ascension online against real people. I, I okay. play a ton of them, and I played in the world championship last year uh, at, at Gen Con in Ascension. Wow! I, I was the last guy eliminated to get into that top top eight tournament on a tiebreaker. Wow! So yeah, I play a whole lot of Ascension. And don't let no matter what people like uh, our good buddy Donald Dennis over at Onboard Games will tell you, <laughs> there is strategy to Ascension because I, I give him grief all the time. These people that just say there's no strategies to that game, one on one, maybe in three and four, it's very luck based, and I'll agree to that. But uh, two-player game, it's a, it's you will lose more than you will win if you don't know what you're doing and if you're playing against a skilled player. I love deck building. I just I just dig cards. Hey, hey, you're right there with us. That's that's why I'm a huge card nut. There's some there is something about the simplicity of a card and how somebody can take a piece of cardboard and generate a complex system by using nothing but little pieces of paper. 
that just impresses me mm-hmm. for some reason. And I know you guys are big Netrunner guys. I wish I uh, played Netrunner a little bit more because uh, I actually have the set, and I think maybe I bought off a buddy of mine the set in the first uh, the first little monthly thing, uh, the packs. But mm-hmm. uh, you know that sort of thing, and this is kind of something that's kind of like uh, you know almost like a revealing and in, getting inside my head. It kind of gives me a little bit of agita the the whole like building of your decks and stuff. Whoa, 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 whoa! You threw out a word I have no idea what that means. <laughs> what, what was that? <laughs> Ajita? Ajita? How do you even spell that? Ajita? I don't know how to spell it. It's, it's <laughs> Ajita. Ajita, that's, that's an old uh, northern uh, uh, Italian thing. It's like kind okay, of a, hold on. Oh. Ajita, Italian English translations. I'm getting here. Um, let's see. It is... Uh, Anxiety. Oh. It's just, that's probably the best way to say it. No human translation found. No, that can't be right. <laughs> so, so let me understand this. Then, while he's playing around with the computer over there, so I've removed uh, Ascension off of my um, iPad. So, because Marty would always let the game time out and never would play me. So, what you're saying is, I can add it back and, and put you over there on my on my gamer friends, and I can actually play that game again. Yeah, That's man. Cool. Feel for send me. Uh, I've got about 18 games going at any one time. So, feel free to add me. I think it's only going to be around for another month or two because. Uh, since Ascension Online is coming out, Kodito, uh, or, or I'm sorry, Playdeck, is, uh, they've got to get rid of their app. So it's not going to really? be really. You can keep it on your phone and play it against the computer, but you won't be able to play it online anymore. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I cut you off. That's you all right. You mentioned Ajuda, then you're going into something. So what was that? It's, well, I was just going to say, I get Ajuda when it comes to playing games where, kind of like Magic, like, I, I don't know, I used to play a lot of chess and stuff, but like just, it gets to the point where the competition gets it's too much for me. Like I, hate, I'm an I'm an Italian Yankee. I hate losing. I'm so competitive, and I'm a sports guy. So being so competitive, like just that that anxiety of playing a one on one game like that, unless it's quick. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't mind losing, but sometimes playing a game like Netrunner where you're putting stuff together, unless you've got friends you're playing against, like in a competitive atmosphere, I don't think I could play something like Magic or or Netrunner. It just it would just it would just kill me but playing against people that i'm friends with you don't mind losing to friends i mean against i well i, I can't really say that because i'm sure you guys hate losing to each other but you know playing in something like that is it's a fun game and it, yeah, i just i'm just not very good at putting decks like that together well we're very fortunate in that the people we play with here we all know pretty well there's about six to seven people that play a lot of netrunner anytime we do a tournament it's the same people over and over um, so, I mean, there was a regional last year where some guys came down from Atomic Empire, I think maybe some from Gamers Armory, oh, cool. and played in some regionals. But they were real nice guys. Um, and, and I guess for me, it's like I just know when I'm playing a better player, I learn a lot. I always come away from a game going, wow, I did not know you could do this strategy or that. So I always pick up a lot from playing people better than me. But I, I totally understand the stress. I just never walk in thinking I'm really going to dominate by any means. I mm-hmm. just use it as a learning fun experience. You guys still play the Star Wars game at all? The card game? Yeah. No, the minis? No, the card game. Not not X Wing. We, the, we, uh, we the never played Elsa. the card game. Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't know if I knew you guys were heavy into Netrunner. I didn't know if you ever gave the Star Wars a, a try. There's another one I have that I just. I, I you know the, the biggest problem I have is people that I would play two player games with aren't the type of people that would play those games, and the people that I would play larger games with would play that. But we're always in groups of four. Is that yeah. if that if you follow any of that? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with. And now, if you when you go back and listen to this episode, down, I want you to pay attention to what he said at about the Netrunner when he plays better playing people he learns and he plays mostly against me 
So you can relate the two as to how much he's learning, okay, by playing me. So what well, you guys had a bet. What was the last uh, Bojangles bet? You guys had a bet. What was the last one on? It was something. Oh, that that was on a competition that we did. It wasn't. It was on. Um, it was on a number of people that respond to a a, a competition that we did online. It didn't have anything to do with Netrunner. Oh, okay. But Tony, the, the the last time we played Netrunner, I told you. I told you that your deck was pretty flipping awesome, and you're doing some things I hadn't seen. So yes, I do learn from you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Blind. My blind pig finds an acorn. Don't. 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 Yeah, no, anyway. No, no, no. So blind squirrel. Blind squirrel, squirrel finds find a nut. Is that, is that what yeah, it is? Yeah. <laughs> a nut or a blind pig finds an acorn or it's some something a blind, blind. A blind pig finds a nut. Something, something like that. Something like that. So who know, wins more? I mean, pig. can you can you tell me honest who who wins more among you guys? Be honest with you, I think it's pretty evenly split, don't you? Wouldn't you say, Tom? Yeah, it's, it's it's a split. So now, I, how about this other crack? This, as as Marty said, my Marvel Dice Masters. Did you get any boosters? Where are you on that? I actually, uh, I I pre-ordered from the Armory uh, a box and a, I, I ordered a whole big box and and a starter set, and they were uh, they were able to deliver. Um, I've been pretty good about not opening all of them because I'm trying to use them as uh, rewards for the kids. Like if they have a good week at school. I mm-hmm. give him a couple of boosters at the end of the weekend, uh, and that's worked pretty good because my daughter plays. My son just likes looking at the cards and the dice, whereas my son, my daughter will actually play with me, and my wife will play with me. But last week, for free, we were going up there for free comic book day anyway, so I bought like 10 boosters at the Armory anyway and just because mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to dip into that stash of the gravity box that I have. But yeah. So I still got about at least half the box, but... I'm missing a ton of of uh, com- uh, uncommon and rares. I've got almost every common already, but I don't have a lot of the other ones. But it's man, it's such a fun game, so much. That's fun. what I was going to ask. So for those of us who hadn't had a chance to play it yet, because we can't score, you guys the haven't starter. played it all. Oh man, <laughs> okay. yeah, that that was great for our podcast listeners. We're shaking our head. Did you hear that? <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, well, our, our head so was kind of down, looking at our feet, just kind of shaking our head. No, no. Tony and I are going to have to print out the the uh, print and play thing for the starter cards, and just see how it is because we have no clue when we're going to get. The I'll, I'll tweet you guys if I run anywhere. into one because I've been into a lot of different stores around here, uh, and if I if I find one, maybe I'll tweet you guys or I'll send one down if I if I get it. But um, yeah, I think you guys will really dig it. It's the thing is, it's such a quick playing game, but it is strategic. It has this little magic thing to it, but for whatever reason, it's so quick playing that it doesn't. Well, at least at least not yet. It hasn't invoked that agita. But then again, playing against a ten year old and my wife, I really haven't haven't had all that much agita. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did play against Eric Martin and then Chris uh, Kirkman, so I played against those two guys. I think I lost my like my first six games because Eric Martin just wiped the floor with me when we played. He had, uh, they had sent, WizKids had sent him, since he does board game news, they sent him basically everything. And I was just <sighs> thumbing through all the cards. I was like just foaming at the mouth. Yeah, and he had wow. this bag of dice that you had to hold in two hands. It had like, probably like seven of every single die at least. Oh, it was, it was amazing was like, sight great. to see. Being somebody that we, we haven't played yet, is it as good as people say it is? Oh yeah, absolutely. It definitely is. It's, it's fun. Everybody feels pretty overpowered. It, there is some good strategy to it. I can't wait to uh, to play it in in like a tournament tournament type thing where you bring eight characters each and have to pick your fifteen to twenty dice or whatever it is. That'll be a lot of fun. If that if that's the case, and I assume WizKids will do a decent job with their organized play because they really do a good job with their hero clicks. This game is probably going to have some long legs. I hope so because I really want to see. I want them to make enough money that they actually get that DC because I think the DC one is a little more rumored than the Yu Gi Oh. 
But I thought it was. I thought it was for sure. Okay, I'm out. Well, no, no. I think it is for sure. The problem is, I don't think there is a uh, a board game geek entry for it yet. So I, I've been, I've been. I know I've read about the DC part, but they make the Yu Gi Oh and Marvel so prevalent that they're doing it that I, I don't want to, you know, until it's actually an entry or I see some things. Then that's when when I see they say that DC is coming out. That's when I send them a letter a day until I get the preview of it. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'll be I'll be there right there with you. I'm not as interested in Ugio. I just don't have a lot of relation to that to those characters mm-hmm. and stuff. So I don't even know if I'll play that. Oh, one, you'll you'll play. No, you will play. I don't the, care. The Ugio. Yeah, because it doesn't. It's dice. We're rolling. D- Dude, come on now. That's, yeah, but we'll that's be playing this Marvel one forever. Oh yeah, we'll yeah. be doing that. And I hopefully, mean, you'll get it before June. I can bring down bring down my dice. We can get a little bit in when I come down to visit you guys in June. Um, we don't know. We better have it by then. We do, we do, we don't know. We've got you know all the fillers. I hit Target again today, and they're like, we don't know. We don't even know how to spell Marvel. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> he couldn't type Marvel in. Yeah, but you can't look at Target because they do a, a vendor. They have a third party vendor right. that does everything. So it's kind of hard to ask the the Target people themselves. It's Excel. Oh, is that who it's does it? The, 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 yep, because like that's the box I broke into today. Yes, there was a box <laughs> yes, behind we the have, register. Hold on, we have gone to the point now where Marty is looking for the Excel boxes up front near the registers and cracking them open. Really? Yes. So there, at, our, at my Target, I'm probably going to get busted for this now. Target's going to come get me. Do you know they had the CCG section up at the front mm-hmm. near the uh, the register? There was a register right beside of it. Right behind that register, uh, there was nobody running that register. It was an Excel box taped up. Yes, I pulled out my keys. I slipped <laughs> the tape, opened the box, and looked through the box to see if there was a starter in there, and there was not. What was in it anyway? A bunch of baseball cards and some Pokemon. It was just it was just restocking of the stuff that had already sold out of the other stuff. Yeah, I, I've I've been to two or three targets around here just to see if they they happen to have any. And, it's and no luck. It, it's unreal, and it's just amazing how it's catching on. I mean, it's oh, it's it's unreal. So I, I can't wait to play it. I mean, we're scheduled to play this Thursday. So whatever date that is, the 8th, um, Marty and I are going to play it. We're going to print them out. We're going to use regular dice and do everything that they said to do in the starter kit to help those of you who haven't had an opportunity to get one yet. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's like back in the day, Marty, when Nintendo was basically printing money with the DS, you know? Oh, yeah, and you couldn't find those. And, and it was just whatever they touched, Nintendo touched, they would just cha-ching. So same thing. Man, but I don't know fine. if I would do that. I mean, I'm... I'd be afraid that that would ruin it a little bit because it's going to taint it at least a little bit using regular dice to try and play the game. I mean, just really? build up. I would almost say go out. You know, you could probably find some boosters though, right? I would say no. buy a bunch of boosters. You can't even find boosters down there. No, well, no. Me and Tony, uh, Tony and I, it's better. Uh, <laughs> bought a gravity box. Oh, okay. And uh, so we split those, but we don't have the starting. Well, cards, no, that's the fine. Cards. I mean, o- open up. I would say open up half those those things and then just use the. The starting, uh, you know, just for the actions, use what you get out of the starting because you're going to get enough to field a team of three or four. And then just just play the game that way and just, and just use the regular dice just for your starting dice. You know, That's you what we're going to do, eight. yeah. Oh, okay. Because I thought you were going to play the whole game with regular no. dice. Oh, no, 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 no. The idea is that the print and play basically gives us the, the cards out in the middle that we share. Right. And uh, plus whatever we use for sidekick dice. Okay. Yeah, that's fine to do, but as long as you open up some, get that feeling of opening up, you know, that that rush of opening up those boosters. Yeah, we got no super rares, so. You got no super rares? 
Our gravity box didn't include. Oh, so you have already opened all sixty? Oh yeah. Oh, oh, shit. cool, dude. Yeah. I couldn't have waited on that. <laughs> You'll have to give me a list of uh, of what you're what you're missing, and uh, we'll see if we can trade too. I th- I think we're actually going to buy another gravity box when they come in, um, and that'll be it. Uh, a gravity box a piece basically in the starter and we think we'll be we'll be good you know that doesn't surprise me hearing how you guys have played all these ccgs like the the lord of the rings the old ccg and the old decipher star wars and everything that i hear you guys talk about it doesn't surprise me that you'd get like two or three gravity boxes it's right up your alley yeah yeah i'm 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 not going to work on a complete set i'm not worried about that and we and tony and i did say if we get a super rare we probably will put it on the secondary market we probably won't keep it Uh. That's hard because they're 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 all all four of them are pretty good. Yeah, but when you can get thirty forty bucks, you could pay for a gravity box. That's true. Yeah, and, or or and a game. I, and we're not gonna and we're not gonna be competitive, to not playing in major tournaments or anything. It's just gonna be among locals here. I can't decide if I want to try and play in a tournament at uh at Gen Con or anything, just because I I know I wouldn't be very good. But then again, it's dice and it's all luck anyway. And every one of those cards are pretty much are pretty much overpowered. I'm sure there's probably a strategy that somebody will come up with, but right now it seems like cheap, cheap, quick characters mm-hmm. are the way to go. Yeah. The, the meta yeah. will come out. They'll, they'll figure out something and yeah. somebody will find some technique to it. Somebody always like, like we just said on our last show, some, there's definitely someone smarter than me out there. That's already got this figured out, but I'm, I'm with you. I will play it in a local tournament. I'll support my, my game store down here just to do that. But I look forward to it. I look forward to that. Um, New crack that we will be getting into. <laughs> God, oh, thank you, Marty. Another game that you can take me down to. I mean, it's bad enough when he goes, "Hey, hey, uh, Barnes and Noble, fifty percent off on the games." What? Huh? What? Squirrel? And I'm like, <laughs> "What? What in the world?" So you know, it's just amazing. You just pick up all the well, it's good. good ones. I'm just happy that you have Marty. See, I have. I don't have. You know, I've got Chris that I talk to all the time, but but we're not. We're neither one of us go to like. Uh, Things like Barnes Noble to tell the other one, hey, go check this out. I'll, I'll get some tips every now and then of something on Amazon or here. But that's awesome to have a, a local dude like that to, to watch it, your back. It's called a pusher. We're basically each other's pusher. So, so Chris is that for you? I mean, but you get you get to enjoy, and, and yeah. I, I look forward to having him on the, the show and work that out. And because I can't wait to talk to him about the rabbit line, that's that's intriguing to me. I know yep. you you got to demo some of that, didn't you? Yeah, I got to play play a couple here and there. I have uh, some of the ones that actually made the uh, the final cut in the rabbit line. I haven't actually played yet, but I played the Brewcrafters card game, uh, mm-hmm. which is excellent. Um, and regular- I got that. I got that printed out, ready to you know do the print and play when you, when he put it out there. Can't look forward That's to that. Excellent, and and you'll get to see my uh, ugly smiling mug will be on one of the cards as well because nice, I'm in the uh, nice. I'm in the regular Brewcrafters too uh, as the hops That's master. The <laughs> You're a hops master, really? Yeah, uh, it's something cool. like that. It's the the hops master or the uh, the you know hops something or other hops grower or something. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, I, I, I need to change my avatar to that ugly face. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I'm saving up my allowance for when they do the Kickstarter for the compounded expansion, so I can get the original compounded. So my, you haven't um, got oh, that's a great, great game. Uh, I, oh, I, mean, I kept I kept sitting there on Kickstarter saying, "Do I want to back this? Do I want to back this?" No, I, I already got so much. And then my neighbor, who's a chemist, he he designs. Uh, he actually did the super absorbency for diapers that we all have used. 
he he came over with he did with, I mean, with he our did, kids with with, with our, our kids, kids. <laughs> and he came over and he showed me the trade magazine and there's compounded in it so Derek I mean he it was in a trade magazine no for, way I got to tell yeah. them that that's impressive I know wow. I was like he goes have you heard of this game compound I said shoot yeah do you have it I said no I don't have it yet so uh, next time I'm in Raleigh I'm going please I know it's sold out at the warehouse now so that's yep. what I'm waiting. Gotta save up my allowance. Well, you next time you have a uh, a forty dollar game that people tell you what to buy, we'll make sure we uh, we we tell you compounded, and then we'll see if we can find it. They, they might be able to ship it to you from the armory. Uh, oh, hey, if they got it at the armory, I may have to drop by yep. then. So, yeah, they've got a lot of good games, and uh, you know it's funny because like you said, you've got a, a pusher. Adam is one of these since he's the Euro guy. He gets he gets all these games from Essen and everything else. He he's. He's got a guy, he's got Dieter that literally imports all this stuff and he gets everything between Chris getting all his games that we get to play the Euros and Adam's getting all that stuff. It's it's a wonder why I buy anything, yet I still have too many games that I haven't played on my shelf. That's 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 what's so nice. We have such a decent sized game club. And I've said this before, I haven't bought anything in a while because anytime something comes out that I'm interested in, guaranteed I know two people that's bought it. And so if I want to play it, I can usually hang out with these guys and can usually play it. So it's it's why the the last thing was uh, um, studying Emerald. Uh, I got to play that uh, for the first time, and I thought, man, that's really good. And that that game's like eighty bucks. Oof. I was like, well, I can't I can't afford that. And then one of the other guys that I'm going to buy it. So now I know two guys with with copies. So, ah, okay, I don't need to buy it anymore. I can probably get a game in somewhere. That one was actually a miss for me. That was I played it. Uh, uh, one of the guys around here he. He gets like ink for free because of his job, so he does like everything print and play. Yeah. So uh, we got a print and play when it was on Kickstarter from somebody else that backed it, and it was, I don't know, it was okay. It does some decent things with with deck building and the hidden roles and stuff, but I don't know. I really just wasn't blown away. But some people love it. I mean, I, I I'm usually a guy that loves everything, and I hate putting anything down. But I just it's not it's not a buy for me. Can't like everything. Shoot. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ascension blows. You would play that. <laughs> some, some schmo would buy would would actually play that. Yeah, again, it's, that's not for everybody. But man, I love that game. And, and you'll find those. You'll find that one game. It's like us with the Lord of the Rings or whatever. There's that one game that you just love that you'll always bring out. <laughs> you know what? I couldn't. I thought. Okay, so I actually demoed Ascension at Gen Con right before it came out, or right the Gen Con it came out in like 2010, 2011, whenever okay, it was. The very first set. Okay. Yep. And I sat down and played it. You know what turned me off? The art. I couldn't get over the art. You know, I think it grows on you because it's very polarizing. Because they put out this set now that's kind of like this starter, this ten or fifteen dollars starter thing, where it's basically mm-hmm. the first set, and it's got new art that people like. I I don't like it. I've gotten so used. I don't know if it's that I just recognize the cards by their art now. But I mean, it's got right. its own art style. It's not great, but it grows on you. I I kind of dig it. It's fine. Um, the one thing I will say about Ascension is that uh, all of the set, like there are basically two set blocks or two. There's a set and an expansion. Then they do another block where it's a set and expansion. Mm-hmm. Now you can mix and match, but those really are set to go together. If you get just basically the base set. It's usually decent, but for whatever reason, when you get that expansion that goes with it, it really just ties it together. Because this last one, this last set as it is, is way um, uh, swingy. It's really swingy as it is, but the expansion at least ties it together and makes it a lot less swingy, where it's actually very playable. 
because by itself I was like, man, I hate this set. But then when I played it at Gen Con with the expansion and ended up getting it, uh, that that second part of it really ties it together very well. So, Tony, you had any other questions? Well, you know, these were supposed to be quick, but you know me. i just throw them out there for it. No, I'm no sure it's not you. It's all me. I'm, I'm the one no. that, that it's a long talker. It's a, it's a Yankee thing. Oh, please stop. I mean, <laughs> I will say, Dan, thank you so much. I mean, I know it's, it's getting late here on the East Coast, but uh, I, look, I, hope, I hope we can have you back because this has been great and I've really, really enjoyed it and definitely your insight into the gaming world because of how long you've been doing this. Um, once again, if you would, just give us your bylines for everything, for people to go check you out, sign up, whatever they need to do, because enjoy listening to your show. And if, and if any of our guys are not listening to the show, you don't know what you're missing. So over to you, sir. Well, it's, it's, been, a, it's been an absolute honor and a pleasure. And I've, uh, I've been looking forward to talking to you guys ever since I met both of you guys. And, and, and you guys are, are just truly pillars of what makes uh, the board gaming community fine, because you guys are just such totally nice guys. Uh, and, and just amazing dudes to talk to. Uh, and it's, so it's been an honor talking to you. And anytime I'm, I'm gonna have to get you guys on the show real soon, uh, to talk, to, talk to us on our show. And, and that way, Dangents are, are regular over there. But you can find us at, um, <laughs> at, uh, thegeekallstars.com or, uh, find us on iTunes under the Geek All Stars. We have a guild on Board Game Geek. We got a little Facebook page, uh, that I try to post to here and there and try and get a little conversation going. Uh, it's just look, just do a search for the Geek All Stars on Facebook. Uh, and you can look for me on face, uh, on Twitter at, at geekjockblog. And I'm on BGG as, uh, geekjock. So, uh, Shoot me a geek mail anytime or tweet me uh, anytime. Fantastic. Well, again, thanks so much for coming on. This has been a, a blast. I actually just tweeted out. We just finished our first two-hour episode <laughs> recording with you. I said, don't worry, it won't be the norm. But, hey, we're just having so much fun, we just couldn't hit the stop button. So, again, thanks, everybody, for uh, listening. Uh, Tony, you got anything? No, Marty. I think that's pretty much it. So, for everybody that listens, you know the sign-off. So, just keep rolling dice. And taking names. Well, you've listened to us talk for a couple hours, but we'd love to hear what you have to say. Feel free to chat with us on our Twitter account at Dice and Names, on our website, RollDiceTakeNames.com, or how about our guild at The Board Game Geek, or maybe our Facebook page, or email us at RollDiceTakeNames at gmail.com. Editor Marty here. It's late Saturday night. I've just finished producing this two-plus-hour episode of the show. I don't see how those guys who make three- and four-hour shows do it. they got to be masochist. (laughs) 